0: Wake up, wake up! What up? What up? What up? Right here, live on the Coach JB Show. We're about to get it cracking
1: right here at 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every single day. The the JB Show is back for another one. Matt Machesney joins me in the first sec or the second hour. Of course, Chase Senior from Chat Sports will come in and t- discuss all things NFL and how to properly chug a chewy. I will ask Chase about his take on Jeff Saturday. Plus, why does the media members why do the media members love to talk shit about shit they know nothing about. Got to break that down. Plus, do you agree or disagree with the college playoff rankings? And of course, my fellow California Californians reject the, propose, the propositions on sports betting. You wonder why I don't bet. Or vote. Or vote and bet. We're going to get into it all. All brought to you by BetOnline.ag and CandidateCBD.com. Head on over there. Use my promo code, CoachJB. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V. We're right here on YouTube live every day, 6 to 9 a.m. Got a great lineup today. Come on over. Join us. Break it down. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member today. We got a lot to discuss here, and we're going to get after it. I'll see you on the other side. Peace. (laughs)
0: appreciate everybody coming in, hitting the like button, subscribe,
1: becoming a member. We got a lot to discuss today. Uh, first of all, as you know, tradition around here, let's get after it. Let's get you the quote of the day. As you know, my quote of the days are something that you got to live by. Uh, if you want something you've never had, you'll have to do something you've never done. Period. Point blank. I used it last night on the, on the Last Chance Q premiere with Sean Salisbury. We launched it last night um we had some technical difficulties so it did not launch when we wanted it to at four we had to end up launching it later on at six but uh appreciate everybody coming in we were in there actually live with the show because it was supposed to be on and we screwed it up on the upload so uh we thought we had a good little in uh first little day first install second installs tomorrow so make sure you guys join that Uh, become a member on our Patreon, which is located in our bio links on our social media. Uh, We're going to have everything uploaded here at the beginning of next week. Video, uh, manuals, documentation, and uh, also uh, live chat. You can call us in, and you can can have live clinic talks with us. So we're going to do it all on Patreon. But the YouTube channel, free of charge. Come check it out every single Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Last Chance Q. Brought to you by DV Sport, the world recognized premier leader in video editing, NFL, NCAA. If you ever, if you don't know who DV Sport is, that's who you see the referees go into the little hooded thing and look at the replay. That's DV Sport, a good friend of mine, um, Craig Davis, uh, and uh, my boy Kevin Smalls take care of me over there at DV Sport. Um, lots of the breakdown today, man. Lots of breakdown. Everybody on uh, TikTok, come on over. I appreciate you guys joining. I got some new fresh gear. I got look like I got the coach's polos in. Adidas hooked it up. Appreciate you. You can find these actually on coachjbstore.com. So head on over to coachjbstore.com. You can get you a slap hoodie. You can get you shit, everything. Mugs, tumblers, hoodies. My main man, Matt McChesney, has got his gear on there. You can even get you a bomber jacket. Shit. Got it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Poll uh, question. What is your favorite NFL matchup for this weekend? Who, what game are you looking up to? Can't wait to ask Chase Sr. as he joins the show later on. We're going to break down all things. Not only Eagles and 49ers, Ch- Ch- Chase's specialty, but we're going to break down all things, including Jeff Saturday. Is he the right fit in Indianapolis? Uh, me and Sean broke it down last night. Uh, But we're going to get to that. Uh, Contrary to Belief, brought to you by CanadaDipsCBD.com. Head on over to CanadaDipsCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB and get you 20% off a can. Um, I want to get to the Contrary to Belief. I want to make sure you guys all understand. It's okay to disagree with me, Contrary to Belief. I cannot force you to be right. (laughs) I, I think I went over most of you guys' heads. But it is okay, it is okay to disagree with me.
0: I can't force
1: you to be right, dog. I ain't gonna beg you to be right. You can disagree with me all you want. (laughs) The bottom line is, usually I'm right with the shit I bring up and talk about. Your asses are the ones swinging from nuts and thinking you know something. You don't. You don't know nothing. You don't even know how to make your own donuts you eat every single day in your mama's basement. Leave this to me. I got it. But if I had to beg you to be right, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I don't get scabs on my knees. Um, life is too short to remove the USB safely from my computer. I, I Me and my boy were talking about this last night. I refuse to go into my computer, reject it or ejected, or all that shit. You know how you put your USB in the computer? No, I just pull it out. It's like voting until that thing blows up on me and I lose all my data. I'm going to continue to pull it out without ejecting it through the proper steps. Cause my technologically unsound ass don't know how to eject the USB. And I don't want to know. And if I know I can just pull it out of the computer, I can pull it out. as <laughs> She said, then I'll be okay. I'm not doing all that extra shit. so, It is a waste of my time. I'm just telling you right now. Um, It's a beautiful day to leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) Contrary to your belief, Twitter, IG, TikTokers, it's a beautiful day to leave my ass alone. I got this. Now, you guys go shut the hell up, listen, enjoy, smoke a stick, drink some yak, do whatever you got to do. But I got this. Um, I'm starting to take fan questions. I'm starting to take fan questions. The number one fan question I get, I'm just going to throw you out there right now on my email. Coach, will you ever want to do you do you want to coach again, A or will you coach again?
0: Uh, <sighs> no, stop asking me that shit.
1: Like, I don't care. Um, I don't know if I want to coach it. It has to be a lot of money, full autonomy, and in the right place. That's how it would be. You'd have to present that
0: first. And then we'll talk if I want to coach. But right now, nah, I'm cool. Um, Chris Blake,
1: I will get you a link here on my website. It'll be on my site. It'll be on my social media platforms this week. I, I got, I'm got. i getting to it. I've been swamped, man. So uh, appreciate you, though. The cigars are fire. So they are a legitimate Cuban single- Hero Leaf, uh, no filler. These are legitimate Cubans. They are legit. Uh, Simpson Andrews, love him waking up this morning with my balls oh in his jaws. He is saying, no wonder you have so many technical problems. Yeah, I know. That's what it is. It's because I don't pull out the USB. <laughs> <laughs> See, people just say shit to say shit. Have you not noticed that? TikTok, what up? You need to come on over to YouTube, dog. Check us out. Chris Blake, Brian Duncan, what's going on? Uh Chris Blake, you gotta become a uh you gotta become a member, dog. Best dollar ninety nine you can spend. Uh we're getting after it here, right here, in the first two minutes of the show. Uh I gotta get to the pre-snap read of this show. Um I got screwed last night, um, yesterday, because on, on Monday, apparently there was a voting glitch, and the voting glitch costed, cost my Powerball tickets not to be read. So yesterday I woke up. With absolute, uh, almost had a heart attack. Uh, the me and my boy Spree, who had to go deal do a cigar deal on Monday, and uh, and go see a, a chiropractor and do a few things. My cousin, good dude. Uh, if anybody's in the valley, need a, a, a back adjustment. Warner Chiropractic. That's my cousin. Great dude. Uh, best chiropractor in the Cali. Let uh, we go out there. We buy some tickets because it was worth $2 billion, right? So we're like, all right, we'll buy some tickets. Well, where we happen to be on the way to cut through traffic, we went this certain way. We got out, got some tickets. Man, I BS you not. Then there was a glitch. Nobody got the tickets. Nobody could read them. So it waited a day. Then they came out yesterday. (sighs) Ah. When I saw this, because my boy Spree sent me this, and they said, dog, do you see this? And I said, what? He said, the winning tickets are at the store we bought them from. I said, man, shut the hell up. Quit playing with me. He's not lying, dog. The tickets came from the store we bought them from. It's an ironic, small mom and pop. I'm so pleased for the owner. He's an Uso. His son played in the league, actually. Um one winning ticket for $2.04 billion came from a little spot in Altadena, which is really Pasadena, right there, in Pasadena, California. And uh, the owner got a million dollars for selling the ticket. He's an Uso. His son played in the NFL. Um, dog, I've never been that close, that lucky. I just want to thank everybody. Um in the uh, Powerball world because you've literally fucked me and now I got blue balls for the rest of my entire life because I thought I won 2 billion. I thought you would never see me again. I thought I would disappear off the face of the planet and nobody would know me. Brian Duncan would know me. I'd hit Brian up as he's in the chat. Um, But I owe him. (laughs) I don't know you, fucks. I'd be gone. You'll never see me again. God damn it. I thought I won. (laughs) Uh, That's a true story, though. We did buy the tickets from that place. Ironic as hell. I really do have blue balls for the rest of my life. So, ladies out there, come on out. Brian Duncan, man. Oh, my God. Brian, I would have been calling you, dog. Like, hey, man, you want to? You want to get out of where you are? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Very interesting. So then we get that happening, right? We just sold that billion, $2 billion ticket in Cali. And then we reject. We reject the propositions on sports betting. Like, y'all wonder why I don't vote. But I see, I hear cats, Jeremiah, a great dude, right? He's always in the chat. You know, I got a bunch of other friends that said the same thing. Jeremiah hit me up and said, don't bitch if you don't vote, coach. Get out there and cast a vote. Well, I have another thought. See, I got a different thought on this thing. My daddy taught me well when it came to this. You might think it's ignorance. You might think it's a way of a, a crazy, you know, egotistical way of thinking, whatever it may be. Don't give me bitches to vote for then. Maybe I'll cast a vote. (laughs) Don't give me any bitch-made cats to vote for. Maybe I'll cast a vote then. See, you think my one vote is going to change California's betting laws? Just so we're clear, priests and politicians are the most crooked human beings on the earth. This California betting proposal and propositions to vote for, they've been thought of and done already well before you guys casted a vote. I just want to throw that out there. I just I just I just can't believe that we still believe we're affecting these changes in here. Uh, You think my vote's going to change who the governor is or the president? Until it does, though, I appreciate everybody telling me to vote. Until it does, I'll continue to not vote. (laughs) I'm not voting. I never have voted. I'm not going to vote. I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't believe in anyone that we're voting in for, and I don't trust them. And so I'm not going to vote. So you're going to say later, man, I voted for Biden, dog. I fucked myself. (laughs) I'd rather just waste that energy on smoking me a cigar, dog. Why am I going to bitch about voting for Biden now? See, so y'all, y- y'all got buyer's remorse now. I don't want to have buyer's remorse. I don't want to have buyer's remorse because I voted for your criminal white collar fucking shady ass. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to
0: do it. Sorry. <laughs> Simpson, see,
1: now you're talking shit that you don't know nothing about first of all, you could Google me and see if I have felonies. Never had a felony in my life. Um, Hey, Brian, do I have felonies? Sorry. No, I don't. Uh, Brian knows the deal, but since I have to answer to you, I don't have a felony Simpson, Dick Ryder. I don't know if you know that, but says the guy with the fucking picture of uh, (laughs) Hussein. Good job. I don't like you no more. You're gone. Um, so clean as a whistle, Brian, people try to say, you know, I love my Dick riders early in the morning, Brian, out here on the West coast at six in the morning. Hey, people, I wish people knew Brian. They just don't know. I, it's crazy to me. People always want to talk that talk. Um, I'd rather not have buyer's remorse. I'd rather not vote and then back later back say, I regret that vote. I'd rather not. Um, so, you know, that's just is what it is. I haven't voted ever. Uh, I just won't vote. And it, it just it's a shitty way to think. But it is what it is. Um, even my boy Sean was like, dog, why you voting today, JB? I'm like, man, I don't really vote, Sean. I, you know, I just I just I've I've had I've seen things out here that I just like,
0: you know what? I'm
1: gonna stay out of it, man. I just stay out of the political thing. But you know what? I can voice my opinion. If you dick writers can voice your opinion on Twitter about me, I can voice my opinion about a fucking vote too. And just because I didn't vote doesn't mean shit. So then you guys don't fucking comment about football to me that never played, never coached. Don't talk to me about whiskey, cigars. (laughs) Don't talk to me about shit that I do that you've never done either then. How weird is it? Perception is reality at the end of the day, isn't it? How crazy is that? Oh, hypocritical thoughts in, th- in full go, huh? It's Crazy. Don't bitch if you can't vote. Then I see you on Twitter later on. Man, I don't know that dude, but he's an asshole. <laughs> so wait up. Your opinion's okay, but mine's not? Hold up, dog. Where we at here? What what kind of rationale is this? Is that educated thinking? No, it's
0: not. It's dick writing at its best. Um
1: TikTok. You guys eat a dick. See you later. I I TikTok's a bunch of hoes. You guys know that? TikTok is not for me. Um there are like a bunch of hoes that are like six year olds. And they're like, Coach is the one on the grass yelling. We can't handle yelling anymore because we're soft as runny baby shit. And if someone yells at me, I enter the transfer portal. <laughs> uh I don't, I don't vote. Sorry. Um Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh Dave Chappelle, again, the female that got fired at Netflix who came out and was trying to cancel Dave Chappelle has now came out and is trying to cancel him again because he was on Saturday Night Live the other day and he hosted Saturday Night Live and the same lady has coming back after him. See, that's the crazy part about it. I, it's unbelievable. I still have same crazy fucks talking shit to me. Like, what did we do to you? I'm fucking confused. Like, Get a life, lady. Holy shit. Leave it alone. I I mean, you go out of your way, out of your life to go fuck with another person that has no bearing on your life whatsoever because he said fuck or he said shit or he said something about you and, and your community, whatever that community may be. I mean, you gotta be kidding me, dog. Like, get a life. Get a life. This guy in the chat. You got a felony. That's why he really? No, I never had a felony in my life either, by the way. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Cats just assume, and this dude was a paying member of my show. I, you know, he always says slick. I think he's in here. He's kind of like, you know, he's one of those cats like buried himself in and get some data and deep and in intel. <laughs> Uh, but I appreciate paying for the last few months. Um, but he's blocked cause he's a bitch. So I don't know. I just don't, I just can't believe that people still come after certain folks. Like I got the same haters and dick writers that I, that I've had for four years still coming after me. Like not, they're not coming after me to get nothing. They can't do nothing to me, but they're just still sending me messages, changing, changing names, profiles. Like, it, it blows my mind, dog. It really does. Um, It's just crazy. No, well, yeah. Not only am I from Compton, but people th- saw me on a show and they thought, you know, I got a felony because of uh, what someone wrote on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Thomas. Still being a bitch. I got to be honest. He's still bitching about Michael Jordan and the last dance document- documentary. Like, we are really soft. I, I gotta be honest. We are really, really soft, man. Like, real shit. Young kids don't idolize Thomas. Please don't idolize Isaiah Thomas unless it's to dribble and be a great fucking point guard. But don't look at him if you think he needs some tough skin and some fucking, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ride or die. I don't give a fuck what someone says about me. Cause obviously Isaiah Thomas still in his feelings about Michael Jordan. And I don't understand why, why are you still mad? You beat Michael Jordan for some championships too. Like you should be walking around with your nuts hanging too, Isaiah. Like Michael Jordan had to get through you to become who he was. I would be fucking pretty proud of that. And it's not like you came out empty handed, Isaiah Thomas. You got rings. So, like, I'm curious, why are you so bitter and soft still? You guys were competitive. You talked shit. You went at it. And that's what fucking sports was. That's what it should be now. I would be proud to be what what you did and what you are. Why are you worried about Michael Jordan talking shit? How is Michael Jordan still getting under your skin 30 years later? Holy shit. Isaiah Thomas would be in the transfer portal today because Michael Jordan talked shit to him on Twitter. Imagine social media back then. Jesus Christ. Uh, Mike, Micah Parsons, uh, let's play. I'm sick right now, but we could go. So somebody hit him up and said, where does COD gameplay at? He wants to play Call of Duty. Here's my take on this, all right? You know, if you got downtime, you want to play games, fuck it, play games, right? Go ahead. I'm not mad at you to play video games or whatever it is. You want to play video games? Go play video games. Um, but I got to I gotta be real here, though. Uh, if you want to play video games, cool. But look, dog, there's a cat out there named OBJ that I saw you tweeting at. You need to focus on getting him. You're a recruiter now. You guys need a receiver. You may be the defensive player of the year right now, Micah. Your defense may be good enough to win you a Super Bowl, but your offense isn't. You need another playmaker. I'd be trying to get OBJ. Put the fucking sticks down. I see more cats on this fucking app playing the game where I'm just being, I get texts from all these buddies of mine, coaches, players, and everybody, former player.
0: Wouldn't, Wouldn't we
1: be watching film right now, JB? Why would we be on the game? I'm like, dog, I don't know. Not during the season I ain't playing the game. I'm trying to fucking play the game of these motherfuckers' heads and trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to win me every single game. I'd be watching the right tackle for whoever they play this weekend all fucking night until my eyes bleed. Sean Salisbury just brought it up last night on on the Last Chance Q with, with me and Sean. We just brought it up. They don't have him like that no more. They don't practice like... Michael Irvin used to practice, like Marcus Allen used to practice, like these guys used to practice. They don't do it no more. It's such a laissez-faire because it was mentality because of the rule changes, the twenty-hour rule. You can't hit this, you can't hit that. Put a condom on your head. We got to protect our health. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. I, I, I'm so over hearing this shit. Um. It blows my mind. It really does. Uh, I want to get... Brittany Griner was transferred to the Russian penal colony, Uh, if anyone gives a fuck. Um, The Raiders, they waived uh, former first-rounder Abram. Uh, What do you guys think about that one, Raider fans? Raider fans, where are you guys at? Uh, What do you think about uh, waiving Abram? Here's my take on it. Having a couple guys that knew him and seeing him play and seeing him, what he was, I take him as a shitbird. I take him as a shitbird. Shit and um, that is why I, I think something happened there. I think he ended up becoming too much for the locker room Big McDaniels. And I think he's a shitbird. So I think that's what happened there. Because you don't just wave first rounders in their third year. <laughs> uh NFL Rookie of the Year odds are in. Tight race between the running back, Kenneth Walker, the third rookie at Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Damian Price, uh, or Pierce, I'm sorry, over at the uh, Texans, who I think is doing a hell of a job. And then wide receiver Chris Olave here from San Diego, California. And then the MVP, NFL MVP votes. Mahomes takes the lead over Hurts and Allen. I just don't understand where, where Geno Smith is. Like, you're fucking joking me, right? I understand we're a commercialized institution here in in the world. I think I know we're commercialized here. Everything has to be glamour and glitz and gold, pretty. Has to be on a subway commercial. You got to have Allstate. Geno Smith don't have any of that. I get it. But please take Geno Smith out of Seattle and see what their record is. They're probably an 0-9 football team. I'm, I'm not lying. I'm just being honest. He's probably they're probably a one and eight zero and nine football team, and I don't think you can say that about any of these other teams if they left. Yeah, Mahomes if he leaves, they're gonna struggle. They're not zero and nine. Yeah, Allen's gonna be gone, and he's we already know Buffalo's one play away. If he's if his elbows fucked, Buffalo's fucked anyway. If Allen's out, Buffalo's done. Case Keenum's the backup, and then if you take. Jalen Hurts away, maybe, but he's not being at. He's only thrown 12 touchdowns all season. You guys act like Jalen Hurts is out here throwing fucking 30 touchdowns. He's thrown 12 fucking touchdowns. Let's pump our brakes. They're running the football, playing great defense, and they're fucking dinking and dunking. Any NFL quarterback in the NFL should be able to throw pitches, now screens, and fucking crossing routes, okay? If he can't, then there's no reason that he should be in the NFL. So having said that, I can't wait to break down some Geno Smith film that I do have now. He's throwing the ball vertically. He's stretching the field horizontally, vertically. He's he's fucking getting it out there. He's spinning the bitch. He's accurate. He's leading the league in accuracy. He's fucking unbelievable for someone we never thought would even be in the conversation. How is he not even in the conversation that is what I do not like about how these cats vote. That's what I do not like about how these things happen. But what do I know? Um Seahawks has weapons though. Well, should be have weapons. They have weapons. They do have weapons. I agree with you, but guess what? So do the Arizona fucking Cardinals, homie. <laughs> So what is your point?
0: Do you understand that you have to get on the fucking rock? Who's going to get on the football? Holy fucking Drew lock.
1: Dog, why do people say one thing and don't back it up with whatever else is coming after that? Like, don't tell me Gino has weapons though. Uh, Then break it down. Why is he 72% completion percentage leading the
0: NFL though? (laughs) So Arizona don't have weapons. Holy fuck, homie! Why is it? Why is it? Why aren't those receivers balling? Why is Arizona three and six? <laughs> you crazy as fuck. Tua wishes he could throw the football like Geno
1: Smith right now. You got your goddamn mind. He said, "I'll take the right hand of Tua over Geno Smith." Yeah, okay. Well, the left hand of Tua is only about 10 points below the right hand of Geno on QBR right now as far as percentage of completion. So I don't know where the fuck you're talking about. So miss me with the 110 QBR Tua has. He leads the NFL. Yeah, he throws fucking hitches and yak yards. His yak yards are number one. Waddle and fucking Tyreek Hill. You better have some fucking yak yards and you better have fucking QBR. You better have a good fucking QBR. Hey, Allen, would you like to throw fucking hitches and now routes right now to Kyrie Kill and Waddle all fucking game and be 70% completion percentage and throw for fucking 2,000 yards? (laughs) I would too. Here, Waddle, bam. Here, Hill, bam. Here, Waddle,
0: here, bam. Every time you see him throw the ball deep, it's fucking underthrown. What are you talking about?
1: Hey, Allen. I haven't seen Tua throw a deep ball yet that's been on time leading the receiver to the end zone. Every single thing I've seen him throw a deep has been a fucking punt return. Tyreek Hill's like, <laughs> a fucking deep ball, dog. Come on, homie. You can't throw the ball deep. So guess what they do? They throw the ball now. Get it out quick. Let's be efficient. Now, I'm not hating on Tua. I'm going to be honest right now. Tua is fucking a winner. He won in Alabama. He's fucking winning now. He's got like, what, four losses as a starter in the NFL? You can't say nothing about it. You know me. I think winning is a real big part of being a quarterback. I can't take away nothing that he's doing. He's a winner, period. They're undefeated with them. They haven't won without him. That is a fucking huge telltale all situation. That is a stat that you cannot avoid. So I'm not taking nothing away from Tua. But two ain't having no season like Geno Smith. Fuck no. Number one, Seattle, they play in the fucking rain nine times out of 10. Number two, Miami's in fucking great weather the nine fucking nine months out the year. So don't compare anything that has to do with any of this other shit because Geno is on a team with a rookie running back with a makeshift O line. And a fucking coach that said, you know what, Gino, you're the guy. Let's go get it. And he's like, fuck it. I haven't written myself off yet, so why go ahead and do it. I ain't done it. I'm going to go out here and ball. Gino's on fire. He's in the conversation because nobody thought he would even be in this league starting this year. That is why he needs to be in the conversation.
0: Nobody thought he'd even be in the fucking league starting this year. Like, come on, man. So,
1: oh, yeah, good job. Good job, Jeremiah. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm going to hit Pat up and let him know. Congrats. Yeah, they've been trying. Sam's good woman. Um, <clears throat> We're still in a pre-snap read here at this show. Uh, I got to be honest with you, though. I can't wait to bring Matt on. I got to be honest. The Heisman Trophy and the Heisman, um, the Heisman, candidacy the Heisman voting I just think it's a big slap in the face um I think it is a it's it's not if it's it's if it's what the numbers say then it's not close so can anybody tell me who the Heisman candidate would be if you just broke down the pure stats in football right now what are the pure if the pure stats came out who is the hands down Heisman Trophy winner this year. Can anybody tell me? Because I've been saying it for a minute. I've been looking around like, okay, I know who the best NFL projected guy is, in my opinion. It's Sam Hartman at Wake Forest. I think he's the best. Bryce Young is second best. Um, As far as projection, okay, what I see in the NFL. Bryce Young very well may be the best one at the end of the day. But right now, I'm going to say Sam Hartman's most Battle-tested because he's older. I think he'd be more r- suited to go in and take a team over, which is the norm now. We go into the NFL and have to start now as rookies, which is fucking unbelievably dumb. But that's what we do. So if that is what we're doing, I'll take Hartman, number one, over anyone else. Because I think he's the most NFL-ready. Feats, skill set, ball control, accuracy, platform, mechanics, FBI, all these things, I think Sam Hartman's the best, and he's not surrounded by the best talent. It's just so we know. All right, that's A. B, who is the Heisman winner? We all know it's commercialized. We all know it goes to the guys that's winning the games. We all know Bryce Young's been having a hell of a year pretty, pretty much. He's had a couple bat-down games, so is CJ Stroud. But if Alabama was undefeated, Bryce Young would be in the mix again. But Alabama's lost. They're out of the conversation, so he's out of the conversation which I don't definitely, I don't agree in. If you're if you're a baller and you're playing, the Heisman Trophy is an individual accolade. I don't understand why we keep attaching it to team performance. And I just don't understand that. Like, you're telling me if Bo Jackson was playing right now and Auburn was fucking three and six, that he wouldn't be the best player in college football and dominating and deserves the Heisman? Come on, man. That's what I don't get. It's a Heisman. It's not a team award. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation we could dive into. But I have to be honest on this Heisman Trophy deal. I think it's a hype. I think if it's – to me, this is the guy I'm going to show you per the numbers, what the numbers say. It's not even close. And I didn't even find out about him until week two when I was like, okay, damn. And me and Zach started watching film on him off the air, and, and we were like, holy shit. This motherfucker's the real deal. I think he he's the real deal, okay? Um, see, see, nobody's even said this guy. Nobody's even said this guy in here. Uh, the hammer did. The hammer got it. The guy, Drake May, it, it, it's not even
0: close. So there's the front runner right there. That is the front runner right there. That's the front runner of the Heisman, C.J. Stroud. The guy that
1: should win the Heisman is right there on the left. Nobody's talking about those stats. I mean, dog, those stats aren't even close.
0: And he's 8-1 at North Carolina on top of all the other shit. Come on, man. Those are very impressive. I did not even know
1: they were that fucking good. I knew the kid could ball. I knew he could spin it. I knew he could run. But man, I did not know that this cat's discrepancy is that much better than CJ, who is leading candidate for the Heisman right now. And he doesn't have close to the receivers that CJ has. I'm just going to be honest. So, I'm um, just telling you, I'm just telling you. Um, Will Levis has not done very good, Bruce Helms. So, of course, you'd say some stupid shit like that. Will Levis looks very, very average. And whoever Mel Kuyper thinks, why Mel Kuyper thinks Will Levis should be above Bryce Young and above this kid and above Sam Hartman, because he's on crack. The same crack that you purchased in Compton two weeks ago. the same crack that you're smoking Bruce you must have stumbled upon Mel Kuyper and you guys got it in together and then Mel Kuyper made an announcement the next day high as fuck that Will Levis should be ranked higher than Bryce Young (laughs) I love Will Levis as a a human and I think he's a gangster I think he's a nutty gutty performer but, come on, let's be honest. um oh, man, lots to discuss today. Can't wait to get it in. uh my boy Kane Velasquez, that is a controversial cat. I know he's the u f c champ uh he's out on a one million dollar bail bond on a bond after serving eight months in jail for the attempted murder and ten gun related charges uh he was chasing down someone in his car and uh, apparently shot at him. The person that sexually assaulted one of his young relatives. He must wear a tracker and not go within three hundred feet of the victim, aka sexual predator. Let's not say victim. Let's say sexual predator. Okay. See, that's what I. That's why I changed it. So let's. He's not the victim. See, my—I know the the world doesn't operate this, and I know I know Brian would not want me to say these things like this. I I just—this is my thing. I know we can't just go out here running rampant and fucking shooting everybody down that committed a crime. I get it. I'm not ignorant, but at the same time, I'm like, let's not use this motherfucker's name and associate it with victim, because me and you all know, and everybody in this room probably agrees more, more. Morally speaking, we wish that Cain would have got his ass right. We wish Cain would have got his ass because we know if it was my daughter, I, 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 I've already set out in my in my deal. I'm going to jail for life, right? I've already said it. If this if, if this happens, I know I'm going to jail. I'm, but this guy's going to take it, right? He's he's done, and I think Cain thought that way too. And it's not even his daughter; it's his relative because in that heritage, in that culture. Lucy, you could probably vouch. I grew up with a bunch of Hispanics and Latins and different folks from that, na- that heritage. You got twofold here. You got a lot of uh, people in that heritage that actually commit those crimes, drug runners and so forth. And then you got a lot of those folks that are solely against it. And if you fuck with their family, especially a female, they're going to try to kill you. And it doesn't have to be their daughter doesn't have to be their niece. It could be a fucking third relative cousin that's a female. He's coming after you for touching her in the wrong manner. That is like a Hispanic thing. So that's why you saw it. It wasn't his daughter. It was his fucking niece or second cousin or something. So morally speaking, we all wish Kane would have got him. I'm glad he's out. That tells me he has an opportunity to possibly beat it. I don't know. Um, so we'll see what's going on. We'll see. Um, let's see. It was his son. I, I didn't hear that. I haven't heard that it was his son at all. Who Who's saying it was his son, Austin? I got to see that. Everything I've seen, it's his second niece and net or cousin. Um, I have yet to see that it is his son. So please show me that. I, I, would, I would love to eat crow on that one. Uh, I have not heard it. it was his son. If it was his son, I think we'd be hearing that shit, and it would be much bigger than it is. So I don't know where you got that information from. Dogs go wolf, cats go meow. Like, give me the fucking source, motherfucker. Show me the source that it was his son. I got to see that it was his son, because there's no fucking way. This thing would be a much bigger story if it was his son.
0: Give me a fuck. Who can verify that it was his son? Someone
1: says it's his niece. He was taken care of. Someone says it was his son. I have yet to see it was his son. I'm looking at it right here. It says it was his second cousin niece. So, who cares we're going to argue all fucking day long i don't nobody knows then obviously they're probably doing it to protect who it was if you guys don't know how that shit works that's how it works so um i have yet to hear it was i'm going to be honest if if it was his son i got to be honest here okay if you guys are this ignorant if it was his son i would pretty much guarantee that the outcry from the public and the ufc backers
0: would be Picketing in defense of him. So, second
1: niece confirmed, Joe said. Someone else said, I could be wrong, but I I think it's his son. I didn't even know he had a son. So I was under the impression he doesn't even have a son. So every that I'm proving to you right now
0: how social media works. Homie, I'm proving to you right now how social media
2: works.
1: You fucks don't even know, and you're all saying what it is guaranteed. You are putting guaranteed after what you're saying, and none of you are right. (laughs) You are the fucking epitome of what's wrong with America.
0: How about you go fucking find out? You've told me 30 different fucking things. I've heard niece, son, nephew, cousins, homeboy, friend. And then you say, guaranteed, confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck, homie.
1: Four-year-old son, confirmed. I just got a confirmation it was his niece.
0: So who the fuck's wrong? Shit, homie.
1: Oh man. Oh my God. See, I got a boy that told me Kane don't even have a son. So are they saying son to protect the fucking person? Or are they saying niece to protect the person? We don't know. And there's laws to how what you can say about certain people's age group, kids, and names. So I'm sure there's a lot to it. Brian, you in here? I'd have to ask Brian some legal uh, questions if he was in here, but he would know. I don't think you can mention a certain person's name or gender under a certain age when it comes to court. So we don't know. At this moment, it could have been my fucking
0: dog. We don't know. How about you confirm that shit? Wido don't said something. Why don't knows more UFC than anyone
1: I know? So uh, fuck. Maybe it's his son. I'm just I'm just telling you. We can all be fair and say we don't really know 100 until unless we were there. <laughs> but it blows my mind. We got motherfuckers. We got motherfuckers that really confirmed that it was something. I'm like shit. We confirmed it. How
0: how you confirm some shit?
1: Um, appreciate everybody sending me shit. I can't read that right now, but I'll check it out. Uh, so we'll see. I hope he gets off, man. I hope he gets off. I hope, uh, you know, whatever happened, it, it was it was a it was legit. If if that was the case, now if he did it and it didn't happen, then he deserves to go to fucking jail, right? I mean, is it? Hey, I mean, it goes one way or the other. You're either a shitbird and You shot someone for no reason, or he fucking did what he did, and you went after him. Hey, morally, I wish you could get off, Uh, but we don't know the story. So I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth. I do not know the situation. I do not know the situation. So either way, it is what it is. Uh, Jerry Jones teases that signing uh, OBJ, saying that I would love to see him in a a Dallas Cowboy jersey. Says that he would – says that he would – He would look good on an interview on a radio show. So Jerry Jones, the ultimate salesman, he's the ultimate car dealer. Um, You know, we know what he does. Um, I don't know if OBJ, first of all, he's going to be a figment of his self, right? He's not going to be very good. He's going to be, he's not ready uh, to be that guy. Okay. He's not ready to be that guy. So, um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if, if OBJ is that guy or not. Um, now we got guys saying that it was Kane's daughter. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. I don't know if OBJ is the guy, you know, does he help anybody? Does he help Aaron Rodgers? Does he help Dak Prescott? Does he help? Fuck, I don't know. Does he help fucking Tom Brady? Like, I don't know if he's that guy. We don't know. Nobody knows cuz he's been injured, dog. He's been hurt, he's been injured. We don't know. So we'll wait and see what happens. Um the Raiders the Raiders have cut after after Abram who was a uh, first rounder. They have now cut um uh, they have now cut three 2019 first rounders. Okay? Three 2019 first rounders. So, it's very interesting. Very interesting to say the least. Um,
0: You know, I don't know if. I don't know
1: what the deal is, but could be shitbirds, could be underperforming, could be injury prone. I don't know. They've cut three, though. Cut three first-rounders. So, I don't understand. They need to cut Derek fucking Carr. I don't understand why that is such a... Why is it such a fucking... Why are people out there still like... "Hmm, What's wrong with the Raiders? (laughs) Why are we still questioning? Coach, don't fucking ask me again on Twitter. Coach, what's wrong with the Raiders? Can you break down what you think's wrong with the Raiders? Hey, Coach, why are the Raiders shitty? Dog, stop fucking asking me. If you have to ask me why the Raiders are shitty, you should be castrated on my live show every day. (laughs) Like, dog, it's a ticking time bomb. (laughs)
0: don't ask me no more it's why I know why cause the quarterback is shitty (laughs) god damn
1: homie like quit asking me so I'll just start lying and and it's a trip this is what I get no I'm not bullshitting you dog I don't fucking understand don't ask me you fucking soft cowardly cunt fucks if you don't want the truth to be spit back at you, do not ask me. Coach, what's wrong with the Raiders? Oh man, quarterback's horrible. He's a fucking shitty as shit.
0: Hell no, nah, Coach! You a hater like a motherfucker, man! It ain't Derek Carr! Why the fuck you ask me that, you fucking bitch? Holy shit! Are you fucking joking me?
1: So you want my opinion, I give it to you, and now I'm a hater. And now you
0: post me on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, fuck, homie. Oh, dog, that's real shit. That's what happens, real shit. That's what
1: I get. I'm being honest with you. That's what I get. You a hater, coach. Shut the fuck up. Um, It's unbelievable. Don't fucking ask me. Uh I'm gonna start charging everybody if uh, if you want to request, pay me. Cause I'm not I'm not fucking doing it no more.
0: Ash, what are you doing? Um Ash. <whistles> Come here. Ash, what are you doing? This
1: fucking dog. Uh fourth overall. Uh what's his name? Farrell, uh, five-year option to decline. 24th overall, Josh Jacobs, fifth-year option, decline. 27th overall, Jonathan Abram waived. Uh, I just see a trend in Oakland or in in uh, Vegas. Uh, hey, bright dog. <laughs> Chop it up. New member. Appreciate you. I want to give you a, a sneak preview real quick. On, uh, I want to give you a sneak preview on on some last chance you shit. On we call it last chance Q. Um, I don't know if you guys saw me and Sean Salisbury's world premiere last night. Um, I thought it uh, came off came off well. Um, we got after it. It was a. Uh, it was a pretty good uh pretty good damn conversation. And uh, I got to be honest, um I got to show you Sean Salisbury killed this certain clip uh that we bought time. We launched.
3: You could get probably more done. And uh I
1: want to I want to share it with you because if you did not see it, then you're an absolute shitbird. And I got to share this with you full go. Take a listen.
3: I think coaches waste a lot of time. You could get probably more done in six hours instead of twelve hours because you're walking around bullshit. But that's part of the coaching profession. At the office, you like being around the fellas. Who doesn't? But it's the stuff the teaching away from the facility leads up. I'll just use quarterback training or private training as an example. Um, we got so gimmicky now. We got guys that are take carrying friggin' tires in their fucking knapsack and. I don't. Last time I checked, I now listen, I'm not a strength and conditioning coach. I know guys that are. We need them. You got to get strong. You got to get fast. All those things in the weight room that matter. But I'm a, 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 tra- a quarterback trainer. Uh, I don't say whisper. I'm a trainer. I'm a teacher first, a coach second. I teach. I don't remember the last fucking time I played football. I had a guy send me something on Twitter about two years ago mm-hmm. a drill where these dudes got the big tractor. T- I'm talking about like oh, yeah. a five yard tire. The dude's walking on him with a football in his hand. And a guy says, coach, what, what do you think about this drill? It wasn't his drill. He saw it from somebody else. And I said, well, it's it's interesting. And he had him laid out. I thought, but damn, it's a lot of work to get that tire out there. But I thought, well, I'll tell you this. When we start fucking playing football on a Friday night on a tractor tire, I'll use that drill and I'll implement it. We got guys jumping through hoops, lighting their balls on fire, fucking parachuting into the field for training i'm telling you i look like fucking santa claus coming out there to train i'm like and i got like cones and sometimes nothing because we're going through football shit on grass or on turf with cleats on playing with footballs and i'm like okay I, I understand then i think well that's a strength now i'm gonna do you all the football movements but i got fucking santa claus with a white beard and it down to his dick in a red suit and, and carrying his bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking it's an endless supply, like the Grinch is coming too of fucking gifts and here, use this training thing. And they got it around their waist and around their neck and around their balls, and it's coming out <laughs> their asshole, dude. I, I'm like, am I not doing this right? I could have swore I played and I don't ever remember North Turner walking out <laughs> on the field with, with a fucking ball with a handle on it. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: Hey, man, it was gold last night. If you're not a member of our Patreon or watching that show, uh, you are missing out, man. Uh, I think me and Sean have something special. We're going to get this thing uh, blown up. Uh, we're going to give you the real and raw and uncut. Plus, we broke down five av- random films that were sent to us and showed you how we would recruit them. And we're going to continue to do that. Called It's called Eye in the Sky Don't Lie. We break that down. So... Uh, yeah, I if you haven't watched that first uh installment, which was install number one last night, it is up on my channel, so go check it out. Um, man, uh, that was a great two-hour show last night. Me and Sean got after it and broke down a lot of things, different things, so it was fun. Uh, can't wait to tomorrow's show, install number two, and, and we haven't even... We're going to start breaking down film, obviously, on the show. So we haven't even done that yet. We're just getting into it. And uh, appreciate everybody supporting that movement. Uh, Terry Bradshaw is under fire. If you guys haven't heard this, uh, we're still in the fucking pre... (laughs) We're still in the beginning of this damn show. Terry Bradshaw is under fire for saying that if Kyler Murray ran the ball five or six times in a row, he'd commit suicide or something. (laughs) Are they going to fire Terry Bradshaw after beating cancer because he said if he ran the ball five or six times in a row, he'd commit suicide? Do you know suicide uh, has been used on a football field in a term for a very, very fucking long time? Do you know that?
0: Hey, dog, why the fuck you are you throwing me a, uh, throwing me a suicide ball?
1: Man, my bad, Uh, You fucking set me up for suicide, motherfucker. You got me on suicide watch fucking having the safety drill me in the face like that. I don't know if you realize that. You do know that we've been saying that for a very fucking long time in football, right? Can we stop being so literal in the world? Life is already too short. Life is already too fucking serious. Can we stop being so fucking literal? So you really think that Terry Bradshaw out here, who just beat cancer, who can't even fucking really speak that well right now, is out here advocating for fucking Kyler Murray to commit suicide? Shut the fuck up. God damn. Why are we so fucking soft? I just don't understand, dog. I do not under-fucking-stand your rationale. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly, Brian. Suicide. Uh, We had suicide. We ran suicides for fucking my whole career in basketball in high school. Suicide on the line. Let's go. Oh, fucking suicide. Can we fucking cancel all the basketball coaches? I got to bring Frank Martin back on here and ask him about that. Do you still use that word, coach? Or did you have to fucking change the fucking verbiage now? We got to go back into our fucking coaching one-on-one handbook and change the verbiage because we can't say some word because it's going to fucking affect your fucking weak-minded fucking self. It ain't mental health, motherfucker.
0: It's mental weakness, you bitch-ass motherfuckers. Shut the fuck up. Holy shit. You guys are fucking unbelievable, man. Oh.
1: Doesn't baseball use suicide squeeze? Oh, I don't know. Am I, are we going to fucking stop? Can we stop baseball? Now, nah, listen. Listen. I got some proposal here. I know Aaron Judge just signed for $300 million. I got a proposal. If we cancel baseball because of the word suicide, then I'll consider firing Terry Bradshaw. (laughs) Ah, If we can get rid of that fucking sport, then I'll consider, Terry, you got to go. But goddamn, unless we do that, then shut the fuck up and leave the man alone. Goddamn, homie. You guys are fucking unbelievable, man. Uh, a lawyer defending the Michigan State players claims that the Michigan players started the fight that led to four Spartan players being suspended. Uh, well, that's a shocker. Me and Matt McChesney showed you that he ran through the locker by himself with fucking 100 other Michigan State Spartans, And uh, from everything that I've heard about that one player in particular, done a little research, I've heard he's an absolute fucking shitbird. So, ah, now Harbaugh wants to come out and defend this shitbird and ask for people to be arrested. Let's pump our fucking brakes. Time out. Time out, dog. Time out. Brian Case, be careful about this Michigan Homer shit, dog. Come on, Sarah, homie. Let's keep it real. You're a real cat. Let's keep it 100. I've done some research, got a few buddies up there on the staff. I ain't going to say no names. The kid's a shitbird. It doesn't blow my mind that he did some shitbird shit. And if I was Mel Tucker, I'd want my players to beat his ass too. Now, hitting him with a helmet? No, a little extreme. We don't need to hit him with a helmet when we got a whole team on one. Let's just drag him around and throw him against the wall. We don't need to fuck him up like that. But that's again the respect factor for your head coach. They don't obviously respect Mel Tucker the way that everyone thinks he does, but we're paying him 10 mil though. (laughs) Harbaugh can't keep it a hundred and call it what it is and say, I have no control over my players because he ran into the locker against our will. And now you look like a bigger motherfucking joke. By coming out and defending the kid saying, I want the other guys arrested. No, I should have come out and said, you know what? I couldn't control my player. He shouldn't have went in the locker room. So whatever happens, happens. (laughs) That's what you would have heard from me. And then guess what? I'd be on cancel watch because you guys think that I'm too hard on my players. Ah. It's unfucking believable dog. Oh, it's unbelievable. Well, Brian, you know you saw the kid running that locker by himself in that tunnel, which was a stupid move. And we got to be real now, dog. We got to be honest, Brian. Start none, won't be none, where I'm from. So if he never ran in there, we would never even be talking about this right now. It took one bad apple to ruin the whole fucking batch. And the one bad apple ran in the fucking tunnel he didn't even fucking play he ran in the tunnel and got fucked up what do they say don't play games get dumb prizes or whatever the fuck you guys say well there you go homie so why doesn't that fucking why isn't that used in this particular instance (laughs) so the girl walking across the motherfucking road And the biker slamming into her fucking full go. Everybody's blaming the broad for walking across the street. Am I right? Am I not right when I say that the lady that I posted the video of walking across the street and a biker in a bike race ran her ass over, (laughs) boom, and they both both fucked up. I heard they almost died. Everybody that I know blames the girl the Karen they call walking across the road right they don't blame the biker they don't blame the biker for hitting into her please tell me why is it what's the difference please tell me the difference in this dumb fuck running in the locker room with a pack of wolves tell me the difference please i'll wait i'll wait on it i got to hear it i got to hear the difference I got to hear the difference between the fucking dumb bitch walking across the street getting hit by a biker going 60 miles an hour and this dumb fuck running into the fucking locker room of a Michigan State opposing team. I got to know the difference. Why one is defended and why one is not. Please tell me. Oh, Bruce Helm says, no excuse for violence, Coach. I would never hit someone, no matter how mad I was. Hey, Bruce, I don't really give a fuck what you do. (laughs) 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 I don't really give a fuck. So if somebody fucking hits your daughter, you're going to just say, son. Please, no violence. You hit my daughter. You're a grown man. But I'm, I just can't hit you because there's no room for violence. That's what you're telling me? Shh, come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with that bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Waiting on my main man, Matt. Matt just joining us. Uh, we're gonna bring him in without further ado. Matt, uh, after it this morning. Uh, good morning to you, fine sir.
2: What's happening, brother?
1: I saw you. Uh, it looked like you were steamed up there. You, you must be working out or something.
2: Yeah, I just got done.
1: I saw your screen. I was like, I was like, damn, is he in a
2: um, No, I was, I was out in the garage getting the anger out this morning.
1: Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, if I
2: don't get the anger out, I take it out on people and then I go to jail. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Um, we're just if talking somebody about. Somebody put it, hands on my daughter if I had one. What? I'm telling you, bro.
1: I, I know. Bruce Helm said, I would just I'm call going it. To jail. No room for violence. Really? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, that's there in you, motherfucker! Now shut the fuck up because I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to jail. And I know I'm going to jail going in. I've already determined it pre-snap. Mike, 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 44. Hey, rip,
0: <laughs> you're dead, motherfucker. I know I'm going to
1: jail after I throw this touchdown. Fucking dumbass.
2: Oh, fuck. Yeah, see, I, you remember that line from Casino where Nicky walks up to the banker and he's like, let me tell you something about me. I'm yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> you took my money. I want it back. If you don't give it back, I'm going to come down tomorrow with a baseball bat and I'm going to crack your fucking head. <laughs> and when man, I get out of jail, man, I'm going to come back really, again and crack your window, fucking head again. I'm
1: come back and break your other leg.
2: Exactly, because I'm fucking stupid and I don't care about jail. Oh, <laughs> uh, dog.
1: Uh, they're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle again, if you haven't seen. Uh, Saturday Night Live. And Matt, I have permanent blue balls because I bought a ticket for the $2.4 billion lotto at the same liquor store that they won it at two nights ago with my buddy. And we almost had a fucking massive coronary last night. That is a true story. Uh, I bought a ticket. I bought 20 tickets, by the way, from the same fucking store, Matt. How do I get teased by the gods like that? Is it fair to tease me like that and how do i get rid of permanent blue balls
2: well that's what gambling is you know and the lotto is just gambling you're just gambling for a buck or whatever it is um look man i I bought some lotto tickets too i never thought i would win obviously but what would you do with 2.4 billion well you get 1.2
1: because the government takes half.
2: if you want to take okay 1.2 fuck
1: Number one, I'd probably spend like two mil by the coldest, dumbest facility ever. I'd buy one in Denver. I'd bring it there. Me and you would do a show. And then I'd buy one in Houston. I'd I'd put another two million in Houston. I, me and Sean would do a show. I'd just fly around on a private jet and do shows. Me and you one day. Me and Sean the next. And that's what I would do. Fuck it.
2: Like, what What don't you do? Let me ask you that. What don't you do? I'm telling you, Doug, I am going to be the hardest person to get a hold of on earth. Where's Matt? Alaska. I don't know. I haven't seen him in two years. Living on interest. Like nine supermodel fucking wives. None of them speak English. None of them. Like, I have to have a translator to tell me what they're yelling at me about. So I'm like, what'd she say? and translator can just make shit up and i'll be like not important
1: <laughs> hey I'll, I'll be honest i don't know I, i'd even say something better than you uh i don't think you'll ever talk to me again ever
2: well no no well i um, you're you can come i'm gonna it'll be like an island yeah and no if I'm, you know I'm, how I'm, to use velcro like, then i'll let you
1: say like i don't think anyone would ever ever see me like You'd come well, over my, right, yeah. come my house and my dogs would be right here. The, 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 show would be on running my, my fan and everything, my TV out in the backyard would be on. And motherfuckers like, where's JB? It's been
2: six months. <laughs> we don't know, dog. We don't know where this motherfucker's at. <laughs> dog. I'm telling you with, with that kind of bread, I bet what I try and do, honestly, I, if I, if I was that guy today and I hit for that fucking much money, I would try and buy the commanders. Honestly.
1: With somebody, right? I mean, you
2: gotta have. Yeah, like- I mean, look, look. If the commanders are really up for sale and they're gonna get, they're gonna get fucking Shady Schneider out of there. <laughs> that guy's got more fucking dirt on people than a cemetery. Um, I, I would love to see like a diverse ownership group and one that's actually gonna fucking like honor that franchise. I mean, bro, the Redskins, when I was growing up, were a fucking model franchise. Like, they they were winning Super Bowls, and they were always good. They haven't won dick for 30 years. They're terrible. So, And, by the way, they missed such a huge opportunity, in my opinion, to actually name the team something relevant by nailing, nail, <laughs> naming them the Click Commanders. <laughs> I, I, Have you ever seen Jay and Silent Bob before?
1: No, I haven't seen it. I need to.
2: Yeah, you mean so there's a there's a a scene in James Silent Bob Strike Back where he's making a video and he says, "I am the Click Commander." <laughs> That's all I can think about every time I hear commanders, and I just I hate the name and I I, I hate the facilities. FedEx is a fucking dump, and they got to do something about that, bro. Oh my God, Brittany Greiber, Brittany Griner moved to a penal colony. Yeah, I, I brought
1: news this morning, Matt. Where the fuck you been, Matt?
2: <laughs> well, I I've been lifted, dog. The I, same I place you've been this morning, I, too, I, I, by so the way. Uh,
1: California, Matt. I want to recap on the morning. California, uh, we 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 wanted we had a 2.4 billion dollar ticket sell um here, but then yesterday during voting, uh, we shut down the opportunity for um, you know, California betting to be open. So, of course, propositions on betting were shut down. So, of course, I can't bet on DraftKings, we can't have sports books. Um, but, you know, we'll take your 1.2 billion dollars for doing absolutely nothing if you win a lotto ticket here, but you can't bet here. So, makes sense to me. But people want Betting is not
2: legal bet. in Cali.
1: People wonder why I don't bet. What? You don't I mean, you can't I mean, bet in Cali. No, you can't bet sports books like on DraftKings. You can bet DraftKings players. You can't bet DraftKings like sports book.
2: Oh, bummer, bro. I, I fucking sit here every Sunday and gamble my ass off. It's awesome.
1: Hey, it's a whole other argument, Matt, that we could have. But you wonder why I don't fucking vote. I don't vote because of that type of shit. I, my one vote, sorry. This is my thing, Matt. And Jeremiah's in the show. He's a, he's a, he's a good supporter and fan. I appreciate him. And he, he sent me a message along with a bunch of other friends. If you don't vote, don't bitch.
2: Well, here's uh, a check to this, Matt. I don't agree with that. As I don't American, need it, Matt, either, man. You know
1: why? I'll vote if you don't give me bitches to vote for.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I voted. And I don't I, vote. I, I, I vote. I voted. But I, I'm not really happy with the candidates by any means, but I voted. I'm not really sure what I'm voting for, not going to lie. And even if you don't want to vote, you have the right to bitch, you're an American. That's the First Amendment right says I can say whatever the fuck I want, so blow me. How's that sound?
0: Well, here's the Um, thing.
2: Don't
1: bitch. If you don't vote, don't bitch. Well, then don't comment on my Twitter post about football
0: when you don't know it, motherfucker.
2: Yeah, then back at you. If you didn't play football, you don't know shit, then don't say anything. Yeah, exactly. So the political the political environment is just a big TV show. So why can't we commentate on it? I, I don't know. I don't get it. Don't vote. Don't it I think look. That's- I, I I voted. I I voted. You know, I it was probably pretty confusing. I think I voted for some Republicans and some Democrats. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm voting for like the the side that agrees that a dude is a dude and a chick is a chick and. Like there's
0: oh. I'm a oh, I'm a me an and you're a you thinker? and hey, we're you're an are independent and... thinker, dog?
2: I I mean I, I think I, I have a no dick. No
0: way he no doesn't have
2: thinker. one. No way you're an
1: independent thinker. We can't do that. We can't do that no more.
2: So I yesterday I shaved my head and cut my beard just for the 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 just to walk into the election place and look as intimidating as possible. <laughs> So I didn't have to wait in line and it hey, worked. Wait, wait <laughs> up. Are you right or left? I'm a righty. See,
1: fuck you, man. I'm left. I don't give i f I don't agree with shit. You I'm not a right. I'm not a
2: left, by the way. I'm, no, not I'm a right, right, I'm right-handed. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no, like No, I'm I'm in the middle, bro. I'm an independent. I fucking I oh, hate both too. sides with a passion. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I think that the right is super fucking crazy religious and like everything has to be blessed and I'm an atheist and I think the left can't figure out what a chick and a dude is and has trans stripper whores like talking to elementary kids and shit about acceptance and like, the, I'm, I'm in the middle as an independent American and I'm gonna vote the way I, I feel at the time and the, the what I feel is right and if you don't like it, you don't live in my house I don't fucking know you. I don't give a fuck what you think at all. I'm going to bet how I want. And a lot of people don't like the independents, but I, bro, win me, win, win me. I'm a, i am I might as well be a hot bitch. And the independents are millionaires. If you want me come court me, dog, give me a reason to come fucking vote. Otherwise I'm just going to sit here and watch this bullshit. Like the, the fucking reality TV show it is. And until look, I voted for Obama twice I thought he was a really good president. Okay. I, I voted for Trump. I didn't think he was a bad president. I thought he was an asshole, but I don't know if he was a bad president. I, I did not vote fine. for Biden. I didn't vote last election. I was fucking dumbfounded on what the fuck was going on. How can we, how can we have a criminal like Trump and a fucking, an, like bro, that's your grandpa who can't speak at Thanksgiving running the country. So that's not good. That's, that's weakness right there. And the United States can't be perceived as weak.
1: Here's I am, Matt. This is me. We are in supposedly, we were in we were the 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 top dog. We we were the number one country in the world for the our whole lives, right, Matt? Our whole entire life. We've been the best country in the world.
2: I mean, I, I think we're the best, but we are pretty shitty at a lot of stuff. Like the the but, famous that that famous line from uh fuck man what whatever that actor's name is in that movie where he says we're 27th in literacy and 9th in this yeah. and 10th yeah. in that. but yeah. i do agree this is the mo- this is the freest place you can do whatever you want here if you're motivated and the reason that the stats aren't one one, one, one one is because people inherently are fucking lazy and in the united states of america everything's so easy that it allows laziness so you're going right. to have some purge but, man, here's that thing
1: If we are the best still, let's say we're the best country still, right? Let me ask you something, though. We have a fucking country of about 400 million people. And in in the recruiting world, that's a lot of people. I'm going to find me a fucking dude in that 400 million. I'm going to turn over a rock and find somebody that you couldn't find. And then when I look at Matt's roster, I'm like, damn, Matt got him some dudes, too, that I didn't even know about. And then yep. Matt's going to look at my roster and say, damn, J.B. found him some fucking 6'8 linemen that I never even saw either. Because never, of never 400 seen million million fucking doing. there's 400 million people. So with having said that, Matt, why are two 80-year-old fucking catastrophically dying fucks our only
2: options at president? And that that's my biggest problem with the entire situation since I became 18 years old. I remember asking my father, like, Why do we only get two old white dudes? Or why do we just get two old dudes? Or why do we just get two choices? Like, I thought it was a breath of fresh air when Obama ran. I didn't really care if he was a Democrat or Republican. I wanted a leader. So, you know, policies are always going to piss people off. No one wants to pay taxes, blah, 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 all that shit. Well, you have to do it, so shut the fuck up. That's what it costs to live here. But the fact that we've got an ex-president who has been... (laughs) raided by the FBI and like you know, Trump is a reality TV show star essentially. So, and his daddy gave him all his money and if you can fucking read, you can figure all this out. Just go read. Hey, but man, um, let's be honest,
1: Matt we've never been this divided in our entire lives uh, as,
2: well, as a country. Not so, since 18, not, not since 1861 or like 18 or 1970 maybe or the oh, early so does, 60s. Does
1: it really matter? Whoever is the
2: president <laughs> Is gonna bitch and moan.
1: It don't fucking matter.
2: I think it does. I think it really does matter right now because as a as a parent of a, how old is your daughter? Twenty three. Twenty three. My my son's twelve and nine. So your your daughter's an adult. She can make her own decisions, right? So maybe it doesn't matter. But to a, a parent of a twelve year old and nine year old in liberal ass Denver, I don't. If look, just me. The other 35 parents in the fucking, in the classroom can accept, they can sit there and bite their tongue when a stripper, a trans stripper drug addict walks in and talks to my kids at, at school. I can't, bro, You're, I'm taking them out. I don't want them to hear that message. I'm going to set the message I want my kids to hear. And that doesn't make me transphobic or anything, dog. I personally, I don't give a fuck. That's not the world I live in. Go do you. Do do you do your do you do what you're doing? I love it. Have fun. Be American. Be free. Go dress up like fucking Santa Claus every day if you want to. I don't give a shit. It doesn't have any bearing on me. But not every day's Christmas if you dress up like Santa Claus. That only happens once a year.
1: Yeah, I, I personally think that the, the 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 presidents that we choose and I think that we place there are puppets in the puppet show. I don't believe okay, they
2: that the country not, of. Sorry.
1: They're not running the fucking country you think Biden's
2: i hit the wrong button and blow up compton tomorrow <laughs> yeah they're uh i mean just look at look oh, at like, shit, hit
0: the wrong button
2: guys I, I was fucking sleep look at reaganomics anybody who doesn't if i say to you reaganomics and your dumbass goes in the chat right now you go what's that you're a fucking moron and you need to get on the Google machine and start reading. It is just go read, look, listen, just read about the history. I'm a history major, and I can't help but but think that history is going to repeat itself. And people are stupid, and they don't like after a generation or two they forget about how bad it could be. So, like, I, 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 I uh, we got I the channel
1: the- political in here. I'm sorry. Good.
2: I I gotta talk to you about the fucking Raiders, Matt. Hey, so Uh, we just pissed everybody off politically, and now we're no, we didn't piss
1: them off. They they're all arguing each other now. Now they all got the knife, like like, (laughs) fucking. uh, What what is the movie? Good job,
2: JB. Yeah. Hey,
1: what what was the movie? Uh, what was the uh Anchor Man? They're all fucking newsstands are here together fighting each other right now.
2: Uh, (laughs) Calling
3: news team.
2: Breck, where'd you get a grenade? I don't know. It's ticking though. (laughs) I'm so Uh, glad, dude. Jay, let me just say this: Do you understand how cool it is? I woke up this morning to like people making jokes about, "Hey, the I I hope I see you on Coach's show again. If not, do a Playboy shoot and get drunk and overreact."
0: (laughs) And I was like, "Fuck, that's funny." Oh, I I saw it.
2: So I saw it.
1: Uh, hey, the guy that said that, by the way, he uh he's a alumni of my college, Fort Hay State. Uh in so, uh he's a, he's a big so road in
2: Texas. He's a good dude. Uh so funny. I love let
1: it. Let me uh let me ask you, the Raiders waved, uh Abram, first former first rounder. That's their third first rounder from the same class, 2019. And I've talked to a few buddies uh of mine, and uh everything that I'm getting back is he's an ultimate shitbird. bird. I saw I saw that actually when uh he called John Gruden John uh, the, as a rookie, and I was like, and, "I." Was, and you remember he
2: did that in Hard Knocks, exactly right. He called him John and Hard. I remember that, and I was like, "That's Coach Gruden, dog. That's you're That's not on the same the level boy. as he is." I knew he was a shitbird right then, Matt. Well, just think like the best that class they they drafted the DN from Clemson, and then Abrams. Was, yeah, Farrell, right. King. Yeah, Farrell, and then and then Abrams is from Maryland, if I remember correctly, right?
1: Clemson, ain't it?
2: Well, one know. of the two, but he went later in the first. That was the same draft they took Max Mad Max Crosby in the third. So, yes. like, this is a problem with the Raiders, bro. You've got – think about this. Over the last, let's just say off the top of my head, four years, Henry Ruggs is going to jail for the rest of his life. Leatherwood played – 15 games and was terrible, and they couldn't find a spot for him, and they cut him, and he's out of the league. Farrell is a total bust, third pick, absolutely terrible, can't play. And Abrams is gone, and all four of those guys are off the team. That's four first-round picks, dog. That is not good. That is how your team is top-loaded with talent and no depth. And they here, they have here,
1: they here's, something shit. To, here's something to eat on this, eat on this right here and, and see if you spit this out. Last night, Josh Jacobs declines a five-year option.
2: Yeah, he wants out, bro. He wants to go play for somebody where he can win. Because this place is
1: fucking folding in front of our very own eyes because of the head coach and the fucking quarterback. So I'm tired of getting a DM. I just said it earlier. Why are the Raiders shitty? Hey, coach, can you tell me why the Raiders are shitty? Hey, coach, break down the Raiders. I would love to know why they're
2: shitty.
0: It's because Derek Carr is shitty, you fucking idiot.
2: I think it's McDaniels more than Carr. I put, I, look, I played, I played for McDaniel's, bro. We we got
1: to agree. I, I I I hear you, but until you until you unless you can show me what Carr's done with anybody, then well, I I'm have just, to still I have to. The common
2: denominator is Derek Carr. All right, so I've seen I've seen Carr maybe three times in his career play to a caliber where his teams playoff playoff game last year. I thought what he did was Yeoman's work, intern coach go on a run, arguably could have, should have won the playoff game because of the refs, whatever. Great season. The minute they fired the intern last year, Rick Potacci, and he went to Green Bay, I know that's how you say his name, fucking back off. Um, they, I knew they were fucked. And Josh McDaniels, I, look, I was on the Broncos when they hired McDaniels. They fired Shanahan and they hired Josh McDaniels. And Josh McDaniels walked in and the first thing he did I was, my locker mate was my boy, Brandon Marshall. All right. My homeboy. And the first thing he fucking did was say, oh, we're going to trade our best players. They got rid of Cutler. They got rid of Marshall. They got, I mean, they just started getting rid of dudes left and fucking right. How do we trade champ Bailey? How do we get rid of this guy? How do we? And I'm like sitting there like, bro, we are not in new England. We do not have Tom Brady. That's Kyle fucking Orton over there. Like you can't trade Jay Cutler for Kyle Orton. Oh fuck. He did it. Oh you can't trade Brandon Marshall for whatever. Oh fuck, he's gone. And it's like it was it was uh I can't believe that the Raiders hired him. I couldn't believe it when they did it. I can't believe that that Mark Davis is this dumb. I thought he was actually a pretty good owner. Uh but this is what you get, bro. You took a team that was rallied around a guy that that coached himself into a position to be the head coach. And you went after headlines and New England magic. Let me ask this question, everyone. I played for Herm Edwards, Eric Mangini, Tony Sperano, the the old line coach who passed, not Tony Sperano or the Sopranos, and under Bill Parcells in Miami. And then I played for McDaniels in Denver. So I played for four... Four or three Belichick head coaches and Bill Parcells who essentially molded everything Belichick does. How many of those coaches have Super Bowl rings and have have really productive coaching careers doing it the way that Belichick and Brady did it? And then consequently, how successful has Belichick been without Tom Brady? I'll wait.
1: Let me ask you this. The, the the chat is saying, name 10 quarterbacks you take over Carr. I don't know if I need to even fi- I think I can spit that
2: out. I'll name sh- 10 right now.
1: I can do 10. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Brady, Rogers, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert,
2: Uh,
1: Burrow, Burrow, uh I would take Lamar Jackson, Matthew Lamar, Stafford. Tua. I'll take... Uh,
2: Russell was, Wilson.
1: I'll still take Russell, Russell Wilson. I don't give a fuck. I'd take Kirk Cousins. I'd Kirk take Cousins. Fucking, uh, Jalen Hurts. I'd take- uh, Definitely Jalen Jones Hurts. I would take fucking Tua.
2: Uh, Daniel Jones. Fucking, uh, <laughs> I mean- Like, I, I would- I would. I think uh, I might take uh, Zach Wilson right now over Carr.
0: Geno Smith?
2: Now, okay. So, there, there's the break. Would you- Do you think Carr could do the same thing Geno is doing in Seattle right now, where they suck? Say it again. It could Car be like replicating what Gino's doing in Seattle right now, or is that just a perfect fit? No, it's a perfect fit. Car would fuck yeah. that up. I, I, I What, do, what do you, you think about car with like the jets? Because I think I've watched every, every snap of the jets this year, as everyone knows. That's right. Bitch jets. Um, I'm gonna talk, bro. We haven't been good since 2010. I'm gonna talk so much shit. Just if Colorado ever gets good, just wait. I'm gonna. I'm never gonna stop talking ever. Um, but I, I look at it like if you took Carr and put a game manager on the Jets roster, would he be better than Wilson? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm watching Wilson get better and better and better every week, and really orchestrate the offense correctly and just beat yeah, Doc Wilson's down. Wilson's
1: gonna be okay, bro. I'm telling you.
2: I, I hope so, bro. Because if the milk, if the Mormon milf hunter. Can go out there and take the Jets to the playoffs, bro. Line up the moms in New York and just be like, Look, you want this one? You want this one? You want this one? Mel Funter, come over here. And he'll just be walking down fucking, you know, Times Square just checking out panties. Be like, Oh, I like this mom. I like that. Like, come here, mom. The young fucking gravy of the NFL.
1: Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, This is the, I love getting that. This is the same guy that tells me, Go vote or shut up. And then he tells me this, Geno Smith has wideouts to throw for two. He ain't as good as you think, coach. Huh. Okay, really? This is where you need to shut the fuck up and get out of my DMs and tell me that I don't need to vote or I need to vote or shut up. All right, here's why. So, number one, the last time I checked, Matt, Arizona Cardinals have a pretty fucking legit wideout core, too. Guess yeah, what? they
2: can't throw the ball five he's
1: feet. He's shitty getting them to football. Uh, I can name you about 10 other teams, Matt, that has a pretty fucking good wideout crew that can't get them to football. Geno Smith getting those two wideouts to fucking football, that takes a lot. It gives, says a lot about something. And he's 74% completion percentage on the year leading the NFL. My point, Matt, is without Geno Smith, Matt, give me a total amount of wins Seattle has. This oh, year,
2: and if, if look, I've been watching Drew Lock for three years. If Drew Lock is the starter, one and eight, I say one and
3: eight.
2: I mean one and seven. It, sorry, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, they might be winless. So, uh, okay. they look, their rookie class is excellent. Pete Carroll is coach of the year. Geno Smith is comeback player of the year. You can't. I don't see how anybody can minimalize this. How can <laughs> you look at a guy who struggled the way he did in the in the league? Bounced around at teams. Nobody thought he could play, and he gets an opportunity, and fucking bam, he takes off, and he's he's gonna be a Pro Bowler and shit. So, I I just think man, it's you know it's uh, it's it's something that I like seeing. I love to see redemption stories. I love the fact that Gino's balling. That. I think it's awesome, and I'm in Denver where. You know, I'm on the radio here on Altitude and talking about the Broncos every day and people are fucking having panic attacks because they just leverage their entire future for a guy who may not be able to play anymore. Geno's the comeback player of the year and shit and blah, blah, blah. So I I really love what Geno Smith's doing, bro. I think it's awesome. Me too. Uh, Terry Bradshaw's under
1: fire. I I broke it earlier because I barely... He he said if Kyler Murray ran the football five or six times in a row, he'd commit suicide. So now they're trying (laughs) to... trying to cancel fucking
2: terry bradshaw for saying suicide uh, i hope Fo- i hope fox doesn't take the bait bro he the the week before terry bradshaw said that he just said he just got done doing chemo and shit god knows what medicine he's taking week. yeah like he's on fucking chemo medicine i'm pretty sure and like
3: oh, man I, he, I got a
2: problem man I got he a said problem. one bad thing and Thirty-five fucking years of commentating and he gets canceled. Fuck you.
1: I got a I got a problem with this though. Don't we have a no. suicide squeeze in baseball? Oh yeah. Okay. Don't don't you tell me uh, in a game in a huddle. Hey dog, you better throw the fucking ball away. Don't commit suicide out here.
2: Yeah. Don't don't kill yourself. Don't jump off the bridge. Like I it's- mean-
1: we use it in sports every day. Like yeah,
2: Every like, day. every like,
1: quarterback is like, dog, you're throwing me fucking suicide balls out here. Like, I, I've never seen why now that some fucking cunt is going to come out here and say, Terry Bradshaw, you should be ashamed of yourself. And, the you, know, you know, you I know, mean, damn
2: well, you know, you know, and everyone knows damn well that it's someone that doesn't even like football that just heard it or saw it on Twitter and like, oh opportunity for my fucking voice to be heard cuz no one listens to me and no one gives a shit what i say so now they're going to care and they rally their other fucking friends that you know online that are all confused and angry and shit and uh, i i, I, an I was under the impression we,
1: we got a dick rider in the crowd here i got to address him real nice. quick night nice. get him so we're just going to keep ignoring that car through for 4,800 yards last year. Okay, let me yep, break we, it down real quick. We just said
2: the difference between last year and this year, bro. Listen.
1: Uh, but not only that, Matt. You could throw for 7,800 yards and still be shitty. I threw for fucking 100 yards in the game. You know what? I'm, I had the best game of my life. I was like six for six. It was in a mud rain game. I was fucking efficient as shit. I was accurate in the rain. I made the right decisions. And then I threw for 400 yards, Matt, and we lost the game. And I threw four pick sixes. And I was like, fuck. I threw for
2: 400 yards, and I was absolutely shitty. You can and, throw for 100
1: yards and be shitty, you dumb fuck. And Shut yards.
2: Up. Look, yards in the NFL are the biggest liar, in my uh, opinion. The, the,
1: period, like-
2: like the, the, the yards that you gain in between the 20s and the National Football League are big plays and a force. They're giving you a lot of those yards to extend the drive, to maximize the ability to get turnovers and for you to screw up. I don't necessarily look at, look, a good offense that can put together 12, 15, 18-play drives. I'm with that. But most offenses, if you give them opportunity to go 8, 10, 12, 15, 18 plays at once, they're going to fuck up. Somebody's going to screw up, and the defense is going to get the ball back. So in between the 20s is where you make your money in this league. The 4,800 yards passing dog, go look at everybody in the league that started last year. Everyone threw the fuck out of the ball. Give me a break.
0: Let me ask you this.
1: So, so, so he's been saying, because, you know, I've been saying we've had fucking nine, ten quarterbacks every week throw for under 200 yards. I've never seen it in our entire lives. Uh, but Lamar's won three games in a row. Jalen Hurts is undefeated. Either one of them throw for a lot of yards. And the bottom line is, this is the game we're seeing right now. These fucks cannot throw for their yards because they're not very fucking good, and they can't. They're not oh, pocket I guys. I disagree
2: with that. Come on, but
1: they're not. They're not pocket guys. Let me let me let me say my point like this, Matt. They're not pocket guys. If you have I to, agree with that, if you have to depend on Lamar beating you from the pocket, you're probably wishing in one hand and shitting in the other one. We're not going to get him to throw for four hundred fucking yards. So we have to live with that. But I'm taking Lamar over Derek Carr throwing for under 200 yards a game. That is my fucking point right now. Derek Carr can throw for all the yards he wants. Doesn't mean he's fucking good. And then Lamar can't throw for 200 yards because he's not very good either. So it it goes both fucking ways, you fucking idiots.
2: (laughs) I love it, dude. This is so uh, awesome. Let me
1: ask you this real
2: quick. uh,
1: After Kyler Murray commits suicide next week, Who will be the quarterback in
0: Arizona? (laughs) Uh, I can't
1: say suicide, you fucks. So eat a dick. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Senator Ted Ted Cruz was hit with a beer can during the Astros World Series parade. Uh, The the man was charged (laughs) with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon.
2: The way that you just said this shit so nonchalant, like, Next week, when Kyler Murray commits suicide, who's going to start? <laughs> I mean, dog, we're at that point,
1: right? Like, who the fuck can, can oh. we get rid of King Kingsbury, get rid of Kyler Murray, get our money back, oh. get our fucking money back, and let's start over.
2: I just, I, I have a really dry, nasty sense of humor, so I think shit that's, like, kind of fucked up is really funny. <laughs> like that. Um, That said, okay, so... You're the Raiders, you're the Ravens, you're the Lions, you're a couple of these teams at the end that have a quarterback, kind of, but don't. And Lamar Jackson hasn't signed yet. Are you trying to, like, when free agency hits, how much do you think he's going to get overpaid by Detroit or the Raiders to leave Baltimore? Because I I don't think, personally, I think Josh Jacobs just declined his fifth-year option. Lamar has already done all that. He's already told them he's not coming back in no uncertain terms. And they already told him they don't want him. They, they tried to give him $250 million. I don't know how the player can look at that and say they didn't want me, but that's the beauty of being your own agent. I guess this, this look, I will say this too, as a, as an ex player who still has an agent, I don't, I can't imagine not having an agent and trying to negotiate with these fucking people on a contract, bro. Like, that is not my wheelhouse. I am not a lawyer. That's some real legal terms. And like those contracts are thick. And I ain't trying to read all this shit. I want somebody to fucking tell me what I'm doing. Then I'm paying three and a half percent. Then trust me. Then I trust them. So the fact that his mom's his, his agent, like Roquan Smith, his own agent, that made it really hard for Chicago to, to like fucking negotiate with him. And this is why everyone, the negotiation process is what it is. An agent is there to hear all the bad shit. An agent is there for the for the fucking front office. So, Coach JB is the general manager, and I'm the and I'm Lamar's agent. And I go, okay, Coach, uh, okay, General Manager Brown, um, and just don't don't have any bias here, you fuck. Okay, okay, Coach Brown, we've uh, he's done everything. He's won an MVP. He's gotten to the playoffs. He's had some injury issues, but that's okay. He's a tough kid. Uh, we did. We turned down 250 million, 133 guaranteed, because we want 200 million guaranteed and a 300 million dollar contract, because he's the face of Baltimore, and uh, he really wants to stay here. Uh, what say you?
1: Let me ask you this:
2: Your mom can be the attorney all she wants. Well, she's the agent, so now you're talking to Lamar's mama. So, so my 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 baby wants to stay in Baltimore. What say you, Coach? But that—that's—that's that's my point, though, Matt. Like you're my attorney, but you're my mama. Don't tell and me sorry, that. And I'm what? sorry, but you could just hit play on Outcast and go. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Hey. I am for real. You hey. have to <laughs> ship out Baltimore all the way to Vegas. You go three hundred million dollars. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Let me ask you this though: You could be my mom, and you can be my agent. I, 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 let me see. You can be my mom and a lawyer. That's fine. Fuck but you're that. not a football agent. Even though agents are lawyers, that doesn't mean your law is a football NFL agent, and you didn't study that portion of the position.
2: So she, having They don't that, have the relationships either, bro. You know how important not, that is.
1: Not only that, Matt, there is a huge conflict of interest involved, whether you say it or not. That is your you, mind. You think? Blood, Blood is that thicker than
0: water,
2: Come on, man. Like- I think it's fucking stupid. I, I, personally, I think that the NFL should mandate you have a fucking agent. If you want to be a player in this league, you have to have a fucking agent. That's a rule. And if you want to be your own agent, go be a fucking agent. Go learn it in the offseason when you have all that free time and get your goddamn agent certificate or whatever the fuck and move forward and be your own agent. But don't like just... Prop your mom up to be your agent or some shit or have be your own agent arguing with the GM and shit when he's telling you, oh, we don't like your lateral quickness or you missed some tackles here or you throw too to many in interceptions and the player's like, I'm fucking perfect. It's like, nah, no, you're not, dog. Everybody's got warts.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's break this down. I got to break this down. First of all, I want to talk about this. See, I- Pete Carroll has not only... He's just, every day I look at him, I'm like, fuck, this may be one of the most. And I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you when I say this, Matt. And this could be a great debate. It wasn't a debate I had on my mind because me and you don't really meet and we don't talk about the show. We fucking ad lib it, by the way. It's all you every day.
2: contrary to your belief. So So people really think that we, like, talk about this shit, too? Yeah, like we're having, like, full-on production meetings and shit. No, nah, this is how it works. <laughs> I, I go to work at 5 a.m. He sends me a link at like 7:30. <laughs> I get done with work and sit down wherever I'm at the house or the, or the gym, and hit link, and then we go, hey, and he goes, you hey, how you fuck you? you, and I go, yeah, you too, and then we go to work, and then we I talk for an hour at least. Wiping your fucking
1: phone off, and I go, okay, he's ready to go. Let's go.
2: It was a long. It was a long night of Pornhub. Okay, fuck, get off my ass.
1: Uh <laughs> it's a strip, <laughs> by the way. Unlike OnlyFans. But let me ask you something.
2: <laughs> Pornhub's uh-huh. free.
1: OnlyFans, that shit is expensive. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Pornhub free, by the way. Uh yep. my and point disgusting. is, I don't know what I ever on OnlyFans. But anyway, I want to ask you this. <laughs> I am gonna say this right here. Pete Carroll may be doing a top three masterful, one of the most top three masterful coaching jobs I've ever seen in my 46 years of life.
2: Bro, but, I, I think it it might be the best. There's been turnarounds, right? There's been teams that have been shitty and then all of a sudden they get a spark in a good player and they turn it around, right? Like I, I was on a dolphin team that we were they were one and fifteen the year before. The next year we put the Wildcat in and got Chad Pennington and me. And then <laughs> yeah, right. And then we won the division, went eleven and five, and got fucking murdered by Baltimore in the playoffs. This is totally different in this regard they were supposed to be like two and 15 and Gino's a plate holder for the number one pick. Let's bring in Baker Mayfield. Let's bring in Sam Darnold. Let's bring in Jimmy Garoppolo fucking lock and, and Gino can't play. Oh, he got rookies everywhere. None of them can play. This team's terrible. And Pete the whole time just sat there and he was like, we're going to be pretty good. I think we're going to compete. And everyone thought he was crazy. And now I'm looking at him like, man, I really wish I would have listened to this fucking guy. Everybody I mean, in Denver is wishing they listen to that fucking guy because he took fleece and pulled it straight over the Broncos' face. Like, he fleeced though. the Broncos so bad they're bleeding.
1: I got something, though, that nobody's talked about. I actually mentioned it on Whitlock Show on Monday. Uh, I got something, dog. So, let me ask you this. Uh, where are they playing this week? Do you know where the Seahawks play this weekend?
2: Oh, God. No. But you it'll come up me. on the bottom line here. I don't have a computer in front of me.
1: They play in fucking Germany. Oh, that's right. right. They play Tampa in Munich. Yep. All right. So here we go. This is why- <laughs> one of the most masterful jobs I've seen. Do you know how many fucking miles the Seattle Seahawks have traveled this season and how many they're going to travel this season? Do you have any? No, just throw me a number. Throw me a fucking number.
2: I'm going to go like 50,000 miles round trip in 20 weeks. Hold on. What did you say? At least 50,000 miles round trip.
1: All right. So let me throw this out there. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the least traveled roster this year at 7,700 miles. I think they traveled this entire season. So they must have not had a lot of West Coast games. They don't have
2: any West Coast Coast trips, apparently, then.
1: Apparently, yeah. The Seahawks to date, just so far right now, so far, i have already traveled 30,000 so far.
2: Holy fucking Lord.
1: They're supposed to travel 75,000 miles this year, which is double the all-time travel in the NFL roster history.
3: Oh, my God.
1: You know as well as I know, Matt. Can you please explain to the novice fan out here what the fucking job you must be doing to keep your guys intact to fucking travel that fucking much during an NFL season and be on point, ready to go and leading the NFC fucking West throughout nine games this year.
2: Well, just, I, I, again, I think it's just a masterful job of Pete Carroll holding this team together. But I think the youth of the football team, both of his tackles are rookies. His backs are rookie. Both of his corners are rookies. You know, his, his, linebackers are first and second year players. Like his bets on the team are Lockett and Medcap. Everybody else is a baby, essentially. Um, they don't even know that they don't know. They don't give a fuck about Miles. They just want to play ball. There's no, they got rid of the prima donna who would be bitching about this. But I will say this. Do you know how fucking good a shape Russell could get in with 30,000 miles of air flight? Holy fuck. That guy let would be shredded. Sh- he wouldn't let be me, fat. Let me
1: tell, tell these guys though. Yeah, we, we're on a luxury airliner. No shit. It's still fucking 70,000 miles against yeah. your body in the air, you fucking look, idiots.
2: Look, bro. I sit I sit first class ah. damn near everywhere I fly because I'm six I'm 6'5", 320, and, like, I rub elbows with everybody bad. Those seats are small. And I still hate flying with a fucking passion, and first class is awesome. And I hate it. So I there's nothing comfortable about fucking flying that far. And, look, they're going to Munich. And that place is going to be fucking nuts. It's going to be sold out to the brim. I played in Germany in the last year of NFL Europe. I played for the Frankfurt Galaxy. And it was so goddamn fun. And they loved their football. And if the NFL is going to continue to do this, they're telling you something without telling you something. Like, they're either going to put a developmental league back in Europe, which I think the dumbest fucking thing they ever did was get rid of it. Or they're gonna they're going to expand. And I guess this is a question I have for you. How do you expand just by two teams or four teams once you need to put a new team in every single division to expand correctly?
1: Yeah. But do you want to fucking go over there every week and play a game? Fuck no. Just put a league over there. Like they had in NFL Europe. I don't want to go play over there every that's week. That's what and- I would prefer yeah, them the to next do. Week?
2: Put the developmental league back over there, you yeah. know, fucking play in the spring, but that's not happening. The XFL and the USFL sucked up all those players. Um, but I, I look, regardless of what we want, player and coaches, the owners see a lot of euros and a lot of fucking Deutschmarks and shit. You know, I don't, I don't know if they call it Deutschmarks anymore, but they see a lot of euros, and those euros, you know, those stack just like, just like fucking, just like paper here in the, in the states, folks. So Dang. they're gonna do it. I don't see how they can't with the London game selling out, and then this. The, the game that they're going to play in Munich, I've been to that stadium that they play in, and it is fucking incredible, bro. It's going to be dope as shit.
1: No doubt. Um, let me ask you this. We got 10 minutes with you. I want to break down the NFL power rankings. And before I do that, do you agree in the, uh, the NCAA playoff uh, rankings last week, uh, last night came out um, pretty much as expected, I think. They bumped TCU in the top four. They're undefeated. Yep. Uh, they got Oregon as a... Behind Tennessee, they both lost to Georgia. One got blown out, one lost recently. So you can argue that one right there. Who's playing better now? I could argue that Oregon is playing better. We I, think, I
2: think Oregon is a totally different team than they were week one, yeah. But do you agree with the fucking first six? I, look, I, I think that the first six is what it is. Um, TCU's fourth. They play Texas at home or at Texas this week in Austin. Uh You know, TCU and Texas is a heated rivalry. Texas is going to be looking to spoil their season. After that, they go at – or no, they're home against Texas at Baylor, and then they have Iowa State. They're not getting out of that three without losing. I just don't see it. Uh, Those three games are fucking tough. Matt Campbell's going to have his guys ready. Iowa State is a fucking great defensive team. One of the – Baylor and TCU fucking hate each other all three of those teams are going to try and play spoiler. So I just don't see TCU getting in, although I would love for them to. I think the final four are going to end up being Georgia, Michigan, uh, uh, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. And then the fourth team is going to be kind of like whoever sneaks into that spot. You know what I'm saying? Like I could see if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC title game, you got to put two loss LSU at four Michigan at one, Georgia at two or three, and then Oregon at two or three, and then LSU at four. So you play Michigan, LSU, Georgia, Oregon. And I know that that was a game at the beginning of the year that was that was a blowout. But you play that game now on a true neutral site. Whoever scheduled that, whoever scheduled Georgia in Atlanta, a neutral site after they won the national title, open the season. What the fuck are you doing? Why weren't you scheduling like? Eastern Washington at that time. So you can be undefeated. So scheduling is a massive part of college football and, you know, Georgia's or Oregon's schedule could bite them in the ass right now. But at the same time, I don't like, you know, the, the one double a school going to the sec powers in November. I don't like Michigan and Ohio state's preseason uh, schedules and how soft they are. Like if you're, I prefer big time schools to play big time schools Um It's one of the reasons I played where I played back in the day. And, like, CU's fucking schedule next year is at TCU, Nebraska at home, Colorado State at home, and then they go into the the conference schedule. That's a fucking football schedule, not, you know, UConn and fucking Hawaii and Colorado State. That's non-conference bullshit when you're uh,
1: People are thinking that you're just killing Ohio State because – you're going to put them out after
2: one loss to Michigan and bump in. If they, if they, they that, that game's a fucking playoff game. Whoever loses that game is out.
1: People don't understand. It's a win you lose, not what you lose in this fucking ranking system. If LSU yep. wins out with two losses, they're getting in,
2: unfortunately, and Ohio Bro, State
1: may be out if they lose to Michigan. 100%. Season, it's
2: if, fucked up. If That's LSU crazy. wins the SEC at 11-2 and two, and they beat Georgia – Georgia's gonna get in. They were the number one team. They're gonna fall to four and get in. LSU is gonna jump to two or three and get in. Okay. They're gonna move Michigan and Ohio State, whoever wins that game up. And they're gonna look at the non-conference schedule for both of those teams. Ohio State's is better with Notre Dame's beating Notre Dame because they've gotten better. But they're gonna look at those two and say, okay, the non-conference is dog shit essentially. And they that was a playoff game for the the Big Ten East. And then the winner of that's going in. The winner of the Pac-12, With you think they're going to keep one loss SC or one loss Oregon out? This year, I don't. I don't see them doing that. Especially if SC they're, does they're gonna, it. I don't know how they're
1: going to get them in. Based on what you just said, and I was, you made me think, I don't see how fucking Oregon or SC gets in.
2: See, I don't see how you can keep them out. Especially if SC wins the Who Pac-12 and they finish up? with one loss, I Who you think gonna name up? brand recognition gets them in alone.
1: Let me ask you this. They're ranked number eight right now. I, I I don't see why they're so high. I think I would rank UCLA ahead of SC if I were the committee just because of the Utah game, the common denominator. Uh, one dominated one, one lost by one. Um, USC hasn't played Oregon. So my thing is uh, SC is horrible on defense, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh,
2: they're you, dog shit. They're going to get ran in the playoffs. UCLA
1: is better on defense. I know they had the bad game against Oregon, but really, that's really it. And both non, non-conference non games, seasons have been absolutely shit. SC's going to be able to bump up if they can go and win it convincingly in South Bend. So if that, if they can See, beat...
2: SC's got Notre Dame also. they've got yes. SC's got Notre yes. Dame, UCLA, yes. and... Yes. And Oregon on their roster. They've got three top twenty-five yes. wins.
1: But they, 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 their last three games, Matt, they, they lost. They struggled versus a fucking Arizona State team who's dog shit. An Arizona team they could have lost to, and, and they and they give up 30 to Stanford. Like they are bad on defense. I but it's I agree with you. If they can beat Notre Dame, UCLA, and win the fucking deal and play Oregon or whatever in the fucking deal. And win, yeah, it's going to be tough
2: to keep them out. Um, So I look at this. If we're going to talk about the best four teams, though, I'm looking at it from the perspective of each conference being represented and maybe they're not going to go super heavy load on one conference or the other. If I'm just looking at you want me to pick the best four fucking teams in college football regardless of what could happen right now, in no particular order, I'm taking Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. And to be completely honest with you, oh, uh, man, it's probably hard. probably Tennessee. Probably Tennessee. Hard, bro. <laughs> so let me ask you this. They, they need to go to, to 12 games minute. right motherfucking now.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Let's go three-minute drill here. We got a three-minute drill here. I want to get to your three minutes. NFL power rankings came out. Eagles number one, eight, no. Bills six and two. Chiefs six and two. Cowboys six and two. Ravens six and three. That's the top five. Why are the Vikings being so under the radar? And I got to be honest with you. I'm gonna ask Chase Senior uh, next when he comes on, um, and I'll get you these videos cut uh, cutups. I'll be getting you guys. I've been ha- we're ha- we're down a guy, so uh, l- let me ask you this: Why are the Vikings and their coach not being mentioned for Coach of the Year? A, B, they're seven and fucking one. And I really, really like this team and what they're doing. How are they not ahead of the Ravens, the Niners? And if you want to argue Cowboys, Chiefs, cool. But, God damn, they're fucking low to me. The Jets are pretty low to me. The Seahawks are are pretty low to me.
2: Where are the Jets? Nine. I can live with that. I don't agree with it, but I can live with it. But but look, I think Minnesota's getting spited because they have Kirk Cousins and people still think he's he's small game Kirk. He's really, really bad in primetime games. And every every playoff game is going to be primetime. And as he gets into the season, they're going to be on national TV more. I, I thought Minnesota was going to be really TV good really this good. year in the North and they're on that road. Um,
1: All right, let me ask you this. Eagles, I, you guys going to win or not? Yes or no? What's up? The Eagles, are they number one to you, yes or no?
2: No, I would put Buffalo or Kansas City first.
1: Over the Eagles undefeated?
2: Yeah, I don't really care about undefeated. That doesn't mean shit to me in the NFL. They're going to lose a game. So no
1: one's one's goal in the
2: league is to go undefeated.
1: The Bills just lost recently, and the Chiefs should have lost to Tennessee. That is the reason I could not put them over the Eagles right now. I'd have to keep the Eagles at one.
2: I I put Kansas City one, Philly two, Buffalo three. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm and gonna go put Eagles Minnesota at four.
1: I'm gonna keep Eagles at one because they're undefeated, and I'm gonna put ten, I'm gonna put uh, Minnesota at two. Actually, I'm gonna put the Bills at three because they beat the Chiefs, and I'm gonna put the Chiefs at four, and then I'm gonna put uh the I'm gonna put actually the Seahawks at five, oh. and I'm gonna put. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I agree.
2: Look, I can't with you. Matt. They're balling.
1: Something's going on, Matt, because. You would have found out the truth by now, in my opinion. Like, you, nine games, Matt, I think we'd say, all right, the Seahawks the are who we thought they were. They got waxed game two by the Niners after they won the emotional game versus Ross and Denver. They got waxed by the Niners, and then everybody rid them off. Okay, this is a shitty team. And then Carroll fucking hit the reset button in that young roster and said, listen, fucks, let's go do this. And now ever since... They've they've won four out of the last six, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" Now we're sitting on top of a division that we were favored to lose. So, I, great I game this
2: weekend truth. too.
1: I think the truth came out. I think they're going to be a formidable opponent, regardless of who the fuck they play. I, I just think they're a hard they're going to be a hard out at home for sure.
2: Yeah, Seattle uh, and San Francisco are getting in from the west. It's just a matter of who wins that division. They got a hell of a game this weekend in Munich against Tampa. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, the power rankings are what they are. I I'm very interested to see how we kind of, when, when Thanksgiving hits from Thanksgiving on, that's the separation in the NFL. That's the, those are the games that really mean something. That's where you see champions rise and, you know, and chumps fall. That's just the way it works. So, you know, December is winning time in, in the, in the NFL and, just like November's winning time in college football. So it's, uh, I'm very interested to see the rest of the season and how it plays out. Hey, let me ask you real quick. How do you think they have pickup games at the Russian penal colony where Brittany's at? Just wondering. Uh, uh, I don't think so. Is that not cool? We can't talk. We can't make jokes about this yet. I can. I don't give a fuck. Um, uh, <laughs> She's my first pick in the fucking, in my, the penal colony draft for sure. She's my first pick in the men's league too.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, let's get it. Hey Chase, I appreciate you. I want to introduce you to Matt. I don't know if you know Matt. What up Matt? How you doing? That 6-0
4: Academy Jordan hoodie What's up, is awesome, man. That's dope. Hey, thanks brother. Appreciate it. Yeah. How you guys doing today? We're good. Hey, I'll ask you too before I
2: leave. Do you think Brittany Griner's like the number one pick in the penal colony league?
4: Has to be right. There's Has no ballers be, like that out there. Fuck. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey, Chase, real fast. Why, why I got you know, Matt played in the league six years and, and uh, he loves the Jets. He played with the Jets. Uh, would you put the Jets higher than
4: number nine in the top 15 right now? I think they're like 11, somewhere in that range. I do think Robert Sala is in the running for coach of the year. They have that record at what six and three with bad quarterback play and really good defense, and that's difficult to do. So, I love what Salah's doing right now. So, would you stay with Wilson?
1: You got him at 11, or are you thinking they're at 11?
4: I think they're at 11. I don't think they're inside the top 10. I think they're right on the cusp. So, 11 for me, and then Matt, I'd stick with Wilson. I think you have You have to look. You mortgage so much into him, you have to see if he can play. But the early returns going back to last year and this year. They're not good.
2: No, they're not good. But at the same time, he can figure it out.
4: Who's your number one? I'd probably go Kansas City just because what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now is stupid. And I think he has the best head coach in the NFL in Andy Reid. I think the Eagles are two. I actually think the Buffalo Bills are slipping a little bit. JB, you and I have talked about their struggles in running the football, and they're way too reliant on Josh Allen. And I think that not enough is being made of the arm issue, right? I mean, he has an elbow issue on his ulnar collateral ligament, which is the Tommy John ligament, and we're acting like it's no big deal? So, yeah. so look,
2: I'm not a quarterback, obviously. Coach JB is the quarterback, but I tore both of my UCLs and my elbows when I was playing as a lineman, and it was fucking terrible as a lineman, like having to yeah. wear an elbow brace and not being able to feel your hands sometimes because of the nerve damage. And I, I was watching him throw. I went back and watched a lot of it yesterday because I wanted to see if, if like it's Apparent on tape, and it is widely apparent he is he is throwing the ball and grabbing his arm and shit. I I would not be surprised at all if he's a late scratch this week and doesn't play against Minnesota because if he's hurt, they are fucked.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't play him. Who do they got? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh shit! What do you got? That's the Vikings probably like five or six. Really. Why are when they it comes down so- to it, I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. I can't trust him in a big spot.
2: Thank you. Man. I
4: can't.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you this. Coach of the year, before Matt gets out of here, I got Pete Carroll. I think what he's doing as far as travel, they're they going to travel like 70,000 miles this year, which is more than any NFL team's ever traveled uh, compared to a, to a Stiller team who hasn't left the fucking Eastern time zone all year. Uh, I put a lot of honours on that. I think he's coach of the year regardless. But why is the Vikings guy, a rookie head guy, I, I don't even see him being mentioned, and he's continued just to win football games.
4: I think it's because they have a stacked roster, as compared to Seattle, as compared to the New York Jets. I don't think their rosters are as talented as Minnesota, but Kevin O'Connell's doing a great job. Another Sean McVay protege who has gone on to have some success. He should be in the mix. Robert Sala. Uh, Pete Carroll, I mean, they're they're a fun team to watch. They play a physical brand of defense. They've hit in the draft the last couple of years. They look like geniuses. Russell Wilson looks like a fraud. Nick Sirianni has to be in that conversation too. I think a lot of people aren't talking about Kevin O'Connell because the running for coach of the year is so deep right now because there are a lot of surprise teams and a lot of overachieving teams up to this point.
2: Before, before I leave, I want to ask you, you just said Russell's a fraud. Uh, I'm on the radio here in Denver. I played for the Broncos at the end of my career. Uh, It is the negativity here is unbelievable. Not only that, but they are just roasting his ass left and right players and fans. Um, Do you think this is maybe the worst trade in NFL history at this point?
4: Before the year, I had said Jamal Adams trade was pretty bad just because of what was given up to bring him in. And he hasn't really played all that much. Plus I would never pay that much money or that much draft compensation for a box safety who's extremely limited, but given the money that Denver paid Russ and how they're so financially tied to him and how seemingly his play has fallen off a cliff, not just this year, though. If you go back to last year, he wasn't playing good football. No, he wasn't. You project forward, especially with the weapons that they have. I thought going into the year, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, they don't even use Albert oko who I covered in high school. I think he's a pretty solid player, but they can't even get him on the field. Uh, Javante Williams, and that injury certainly hurt them. They do have a great defense, which has been spoiled by the ineptitude of that offense, but it's got to be up there if this play continues as one of the worst trades ever. Awesome. Yeah. Hey man, I appreciate you as always,
1: dog. Um, see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace, Chase. Let me ask you this: Are you happy with the BCS playoff uh, rankings, or would you change anything in that top six? And 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 are you okay with USC being at eight?
4: I'm not um look you have to have a Pac-12 team somewhere in there to at least make the field a little bit more intriguing and national in terms of fan interest I actually think that the college football playoff committee got it right this week and it actually makes sense whereas last week when we were on the show we were like this makes no semblance of sense at all I see I would have UCLA ahead of SC Oregon at six I like it's okay I'm okay with that
1: uh I could argue they're playing better than Tennessee right now. I could argue they're playing better than TCU right now, but that's an argument that we can't prove. They so, just
4: got dump trucked by Georgia, though, so everybody can't get that out of their mind, but it was the first game for Dan Lanning, and that's a difficult spot to be in in your first game as a head coach. You know that. And and, and
1: my thing is, UCLA blew out a Utah team that SC lost to, yeah. and SC hasn't played Oregon, and I, I don't, you know, if SC can beat you, Notre Dame and beat Oregon in a title game or something I I can see them okay cool but right now they've almost lost to Arizona and Arizona State gave up 30 to Stanford their defense is atrocious just like any Lincoln Riley led team and I'm scared to see that team get in the playoff because they're going to get fucking boat raced in the playoff like Oklahoma did every year and I just don't want to see the same thing just coming from the west coast So I said, you know what? You might as well put Oregon back in it, or at least UCLA, who had a bad game versus Oregon, but arguably has had a better season than SC, uh, in my opinion. And they both played horrible preseason lineups uh, schedule. So I don't know. I I don't think, I don't see how either one, anyone from the Pac 12 can get in based on what Matt was just breaking down. He made me think a little bit like, dude, TCU's not getting out of this unscathed, in my opinion. And if they do, great. If they don't, though, you know they're going to drop like an anchor in the fucking Pacific Ocean because nobody cares. They shouldn't be there, they're going to say. And then you're going to look at the rest, and it's like, okay, Ohio State-Michigan game, one of those those guys or both could get in based on what ends up happening on the rest of the year. And if LSU wins out, you know you're putting them in. So I don't see a Pac-12 team getting in this thing. I just don't see how it can happen. Um, Do you?
4: No, no. If you look at the strength of schedule or – for the topic of this conversation, the lacker of for the Pac-12. I don't think that any Pac-12 team deserves to be in. I think that this is all done with fan interest in the minds of the committee, right? You look nationally and obviously USC has a huge brand and everybody becomes infatuated with the Trojans now because of the fast turnaround that Lincoln Raleigh has been able to, uh, you know, get forward with USC. And obviously the play that he's getting from Caleb Williams has been spectacular. But if you were to match USC up against Michigan, Ohio State, in the Big Ten, or any SEC team. I think that they would get boat raced. You made a good point. Anytime that Oklahoma, outside of that Baker Mayfield year, in which they should have beaten Georgia, actually, uh, they have not fared well in the college football playoff because they're not physical enough along the offensive and defensive line, and their defense simply is just porous.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, The Raiders wave Abram. Third first rounder in the last two, three years from that 19 class. Uh, I, I get indications he's just a shit bird. I, I kind of knew that from the jump. But uh, are the Raiders cutting bait or what's going on?
4: Yeah, it's it's pretty wild that if you and I were to be the general manager and the assistant general manager, we literally would have picked better first round picks than what Mike Mayock did and John Gruen did in that regime. It was absolutely atrocious, and it really started with that Cleveland Farrell pick in the top four a couple of years ago. I was actually at the NFL Draft back in 2019 in Nashville, and Raider Nation was out. And they were probably the biggest representatives of any fan base in the NFL. So many people were hyped up about that selection. And I'll never forget the audible gasp that came when the Raiders selected Cleveland Farrell. But they continue to swing and miss with that regime. And it's carried over into this organization now led by Josh McDaniels. And I think that from the get-go, Jonathan Abram just wasn't a good fit there. He is like a Jamal Adams. He's a box safety who is not good in coverage. He gets turned around and confused oftentimes in the pass game. And this is why bad businesses and bad organizations stay bad. This is why the Raiders have made the playoffs one time since Rich Gannon won MVP in the early 2000s when they actually were good in John Gruden's first stint with the Raiders because they can't evaluate talent. They're bad drafters. They overspend for players. Derek Carr has seemingly fallen off a cliff uh, because he can't master the nuances of Josh McDaniel's scheme. He looks absolutely lost, and the inaccuracy that I've seen from him this year is terrible. They don't utilize Devontae Adams well. This is just a bad run business, and that's what it comes down to. Um, My man Gorian right here put out a $20 Super Chat because – He loves the
1: Jeff Saturday thing way more than you chugging a beer. So I got to be honest, uh, me and Sean Salisbury broke it down yesterday. We also talked to me and Matt. It's not anything against Jeff Saturday, Chase. I don't have, I like Jeff. Um, What Gorian don't understand is O-line motivation and O-line talent are two different things. The Colts have a fucking horrible situation up front right now. Jeff Saturday is not going to leave the fucking booth at ESPN and come change this organization overnight. They may win a game. They may get him hyped up and all this, but he's not a guy. that He's a slap in the face to the profession. That is me and Sean's take. We're going to stick with that take. I think it's a slap in the face by Ursay. They hire a 30-year-old guy who's never fucking played called a play as the OC. He's an analyst kid. Uh, I mean – this roster has to be looking at or say, like, what in the fuck are we doing? You have given up on the season by putting in Ellinger. You already showed us that. And now we're fucking sitting here hiring guys off ESPN. Is Pat McAfee going to be the special team coordinator tomorrow too? <laughs> I get a fucking job? Yeah. Um, Chase, can you come be the GM? I mean, right. w- w- what the fuck's going on here? I see it as a huge problem because I see that this being the way of the walk, the trend is going to happen and start happening. Oh, we're just pulling dudes out of fucking video game rooms and let's let's make him a coach because he's fucking undefeated and maddened. Um, what is your take
4: on Jeff Saturday? And uh does this does this does this do anything? Yeah, Gore John, appreciate the twenty dollar super chat for a fifty dollar super chat. I'll shotgun a beer and run it back from a couple weeks ago, by the way, to help out Coach JB in the show. But getting to this Indianapolis Colts thing, it makes absolutely no sense. It really does. And look, I like Ryan Clark from ESPN. He tweeted out something about it being a race issue, and I totally disagree with that. I just think it comes down to the simple fact that Jim Irsay is off his rocker. And his dad was like this way back in the day when he made a couple of weird decisions and ruffled feathers all across the NFL. And Jim Irsay has been a guy who's had some personal problems, some substance abuse issues in the past, and he's always kind of been a little bit out there. And I appreciate an owner in the NFL who stays aggressive because I do think aggressive wins in big money businesses like the NFL, but this literally makes absolutely no sense at all. I mean, this is like Jerry Jones firing Mike McCarthy and then, hiring like Des Bryant to be the head coach. I mean, it just comes out of nowhere. And I'm not sure what the line of thinking is outside of maybe the Colts see this roster right now. They see that they can't compete, even though I like this team going into the year and I'll eat the crow on that. And he just says, okay, let's just tank to try to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud to get the quarterback in here that can get us back on track. And then we'll start over with a new quarterback and a new head coach. But for Jeff Saturday to go from ESPN last weekend to now being the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts is something that just boggles my mind, and I really can't grasp it at all. And like you said, you have an OC who is 30 years old. He's never called plays at all. Outside of this just being a clear tank job, I'm not sure what's going through Ursay's mind. And for him to say, I'm glad that Jeff Saturday doesn't have any NFL experience because I don't want him to know how hard this business is. It's like, bro, you're running a professional sports organization and you're glad that the head coach you're hiring doesn't have any NFL experience at the coaching level. What type of message does this send the locker room? It can't be great because we're at the halfway point of the season and now the players have to play the rest of the year in the physicality element of the nfl knowing that they have absolutely no chance and that they're laughing stock of the league i don't know dude i look,
1: this is the thing i i see it as a me and me and sean talked about it last night on our last chance q first edition i'm just like look what if jeff gets after it because he played and he got after it and that motherfucker yeah. played center and he was a legit center and he protected peyton manning and and, you know, had to be nasty. And he was one of the best centers in the last 25 years in the NFL, to be honest. And he, he's, he's an undrafted guy. Had to have an asshole in him, right? He had to have some asshole in him to do what he did. I have a feeling that he's going to lose his shit on somebody. And it's going to be out there. People are going to post it because he's go everywhere now with these fucking soft kids. And then the ESPN can't hire him back. Or something happens, like maybe Ursae takes care of him. Maybe he don't. But I can see it as more problems than than than. I see the risk being a lot worse or more bigger than the reward. And I just don't know. Um, like Jason Whitlock said, maybe a lot of coaches on that staff turned it down because they didn't want to take those losses on their resume. I don't know. Uh, you got Gus Bradley sitting there. You got fucking. You got you got uh, Fox sitting there. Like, Why aren't you hiring guys that have this experience Like, over a guy on ESPN? I don't get it, but again, we've become a popularity contest, a commercialized organization. That's what's happening, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but it could be an absolute shit show. Uh, Where are you standing at with Daniel Snyder selling to a bunch of guys that have no fucking idea what they're doing in the NFL either? Jay-Z, KD, Bezos. Yeah, I get it. You're going to hire guys, but... I don't understand why cats just can't come together that are NFL guys and say, let's get this team right. We know what the fuck we're doing. Not Kevin Durant, Jay-Z, and fucking Bezos. Can we get a real organization and get the Redskins to what they were, the Redskins, back in the day?
4: Yeah. um, Look, I I think that Daniel Snyder, over the course of world history, is one of the all-time frauds that we've ever seen. If you've ever been to FedEx field, The facility there is a joke. The Washington Commanders, formerly the Redskins, have been a poorly run organization for a really long time. The fact that, and I'm not a proponent of today's soft society, right? It boggles my mind. It annoys me. It irks me. And that's coming from a millennial here. I think that we've gotten to a point where people are just way too sensitive. But the mistreatment of Females, the mistreatment of employees that's been documented and reported on to the expense of Daniel Snyder just isn't acceptable. And I think it's a bad look for the NFL to have a guy like this running an organization. And how do you think the fans feel, JB? I mean, that's what the NFL is all about. It's all about the fanfare. Fan at the end of the day is short for fanatic. And they go into every single season knowing that they don't have a chance, knowing that they have this egregious owner who doesn't put his organization first in terms of succeeding on the football field. He's made a bunch of terrible decisions over time. He's tried to act like the general manager when he doesn't have an eye for talent evaluation at all. And yet he might sell the team to guys who don't have any ties to the NFL, but I think that Washington will be in a better spot just because of the ineptitude of Daniel Snyder and him just being an absolute hack.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, fucking Park Fraser. Who in the fuck is that? That's the guy, the thirty-year-old. I, I, I don't. It's unbelievable to me. Who? Sorry. Who's your most intriguing matchup this
4: week uh, in the NFL? I, look, if Josh Allen plays, I want to see how good the Vikings are. They had one opportunity so far this year to prove how elite they are against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they got walloped. The birds dominated that football game. I think they scored 24 points in the second quarter, and it really wasn't close. And Kirk Cousins threw a couple of interceptions. So if Josh Allen plays, I want to see how the Bills bounce back against a Jets team that's really feisty, as you, myself, and Matt talked about earlier, going up against a Vikings team that I want to see the litmus test with Minnesota. How good are they, and can they compete among some of the upper echelon teams in the NFL?
1: And see, you, you got the Chiefs at one, and the reason I disagree is, like, I like the Tennessee Titans. I think they're a nutty-gutty group. I think Vrabel gets the most out of them. I think he's a, in my opinion, the last few years, he's coach of the year candidate every year because of what he gets out of that, that team. They have no outside sort. They have no outside weapons. They have no quarterback right now with Willis. And even when Tannehill's healthy, they have no good quarterback, in my opinion, to get him to a Super Bowl. And they should have beat Kansas City the other day. Kansas City struggled mildly versus teams that play coverage and get to the can get to you with their front four without added pressure. Because then he has to dissect coverage, which he doesn't do the best. He wants to throw the ball quick, get it out laterally, crossing routes, get it to his guys quick and fast. Hardman and and those guys when he when he's held in the pocket, he seems to struggle a little bit. Tennessee had him right where they wanted him. I thought they screwed up a few possessions prior, and they should have won that game. So I don't I don't that's why I don't have Chiefs at 1 but I I agree with you uh the Bills beat them so um uh, we don't know what's happening with Josh Allen so there's some there's some things I have question marks uh in the league right now. I don't know if there's a team that stands out to me that is really really just fucking head and shoulders above everyone else. Um the NFC to me is fucking like, we're, we're probably sitting here like, does it matter at this point? Unless the 49ers can get healthy and figure it out, uh, does it matter? Are the Eagles the only team, or are the Vikings a legit team? And that's the question you just asked or answered and asked yourself. Like, we got to see them against another team because the AFC right now seems like it's going to be the Super Bowl champion, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, um, you know, you look at the Chiefs right now. I think that Patrick Mahomes right now is the best quarterback in the NFL. I know you're not a big Mahomes guy, but he's the best quarterback in NFL history, statistically, at coming back from double-digit Disadvantages. So, this guy is just unbelievable, and you can never hold the Chiefs down with him back there. They look dead in the water against Tennessee. Tennessee had a great game plan, and I like the Titans because I think Vrabel is one of the more under talked about, under appreciated, and underrated coaches in the NFL. But I just can't buy them as a serious Super Bowl contender when Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback. And with the Chiefs, I think that Andy Reid right now is the best coach in the NFL. And him combined with Patrick Mahomes makes them very difficult to stop. I mean, they're getting the best out of Juju Smith-Schuster, who was basically irrelevant over the last couple of years, partially because of injuries, partially because of himself, but also Ben Roethlisberger was washed. But I like KC in the AFC because of Mahomes and Andy Reid. And then in the NFC, everybody wants to talk about the Eagles schedule being weak. Well, they crushed Minnesota and they dominated Dallas, they have two of the top records in the NFC, and we see the Chiefs struggling with inferior opponents. Everybody wants to anoint the Bills as the best team in the NFL. They have a couple of losses this year, and they've struggled to get by mediocre opponents. What have the Eagles done week in and week out? They have dominated everybody, and people don't understand how hard that is to do in the NFL. To win by double digits week in and week out is impossible to do. They are plus 15 in turnover differential, which goes to show you they're causing turnovers, but they're also playing clean football. I think they're extremely well coached, and I think it's the Eagles in the NFC and the Niners right behind them. They're on a collision course to meet in the NFC championship game. I think from a roster construction standpoint, they're two of the most talented teams in the NFC. And then after that, I think there's a sizable gap to the Vikings, to the Cowboys. We're going to talk about the New York Giants, but I just don't have any faith in Daniel Jones leading a long playoff run. So we talk about the NFL being a league of parity, and that's especially true this year just because of the competitiveness of the NFL. There not being a big gap between these teams, but also you and I have talked about how the product isn't as good as it's been in years past too. And that's why I keep the Eagles at one. I just have to. They're undefeated. I don't care. I know Matt doesn't put a lot of weight on undefeated
1: teams right now because they are going to lose a game. I'm sure they will. Uh, you know, New England went undefeated, lost Super Bowl. I get it. Uh, but right now, I have to go by what they're doing. Eagles are 8-0. They've won. They continue to win. They beat two of the best teams in the NFC already that have 7-1 and one and 6-2, and two. Um, combined 13-3 and three records. They've beat both of those teams. Um, two of those three losses are to the Eagles. And yep. I don't know if you can dismiss that. So I think the Eagles are continuing to win. They they have everything you need to win a Super Bowl except the quarterback. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the guy. Uh, 12 touchdowns with two picks or three picks. I don't know what he has. Um, uh, I don't know if he's a guy that's sustainable to win a title, based on his touchdowns to pick ratio. He just doesn't do enough, in my opinion. He doesn't, he doesn't hurt him, but he doesn't help him. And that to me is just a gray area quarterback that you just can't win Super Bowls with. But that's just what I what I think. Uh the team that everyone wants to know about though, are they fraud or are they for real? Um uh, the Dolphins. Uh Tua doesn't lose. He's winning. He's one in his first two years. He's winning uh all-time I mean fuck he's only lost four times I think as a starter undefeated this year are they a team that can win or do do you have a similar thought with Tua uh as you
4: as I do with Jalen Hurts I don't know if I can trust him in a big game either I actually think Jalen Hurts is better than Tua every time I see him throw a deep ball it's underthrown. but what's crazy about Tua he continues to win this year um you know he continues to to win at a pretty impressive rate He's six and one in his career. He's 19 and nine. So he's winning a bulk of his starts. Rookie year six and three, last year seven and five. This year six and one. They have the weapons to be one of the top teams in the AFC. I just don't know with Tua's lack of arm strength. How if he has to go on the road to a Cincinnati, who I think is underrated, especially if they get that ground game going, because I think Joe Burrow is a stud. Uh, if they have to go on the road to Casey, on the road against Buffalo, how are you gonna win by? Throwing the football because the Dolphins don't really run it all that well, but with Jalen Waddle, with Tyree Kill, with Mike Geseki, an improved offensive line, with a coach who I actually think is pretty solid in Mike McDaniel, like we have to take them seriously because when Tua has been on the field, we're talking about a six and one football team that lost three straight without Tua, and I think it's a byproduct of the scheme, uh, McDaniel. Worked under Kyle Shanahan forever. He was with him in Houston. He was with him in Washington, Cleveland, Atlanta, San Francisco. And that offense has been proven to work in all weather elements against multiple teams, playing multiple styles, whether it's a knock them out, drag them out, or a shootout. So I think you have to take the Dolphins seriously. I just don't buy Tua late. And I actually think that Jalen Hurts is a better thrower right now than Tua because he thrives more with that deep ball. Um.
1: Having said that, Wilson came out and thrived in his first game back. Uh, he, McDaniels obviously had a relationship with him. He tra- they trade for him. They get him over to Miami. He touches the rock early and often. He scores. Uh, you know, he's probably a draft, fucking huge draft, uh, you know, Kings uh, fan. fantasy, yeah. Fantasy guy last week. Uh, so whoever got him probably won. Uh, I think he's a critical element in this Miami offense. Him and Mozart now together. Uh Wilson understands that he can help them out. They both were together in Frisco, by the way. They're both together again in Miami um, with the play caller. Obviously, the offense hasn't changed much, so Wilson knew fucking everything. He knew pass pro. He knew routes. He knew everything. So I think that helps uh, them, especially with the addition on defense. Uh, the Dolphins are formidable, but – the New England Patriots are quietly is kept uh, rising here, uh, especially defensively. They're playing as well as as anyone the last three weeks after they lost to that Mac and Zach Zappy uh, debacle. Um, is Mac Jones settling in? Is is the offense just fucking what it is? And can they be a threat, especially
4: if Allen goes down? Yeah, I think they can be a threat just because of Bill Belichick, and that defense is awesome. Matthew Judon is leading the NFL in sacks right now, only guy in the league, I believe, to have double-digit sack numbers. And with the Patriots' defense, you know that they can go up against any team and pitch a really good game against a potent offense. I think that their formula to win, though – can't really sustain if they have to win like three playoff games to try to get to the Super Bowl. right? You can win in a low scoring defensive game, but at some point your offense has to bail you out. And I just don't think they have the horses at the skill positions. I don't think they have the horse at quarterback in order to have a sustained consistent run in the playoffs, but could they go on the road and knock off a Dolphins team who they have a familiarity with? Yeah. Could they beat a Buffalo, a KC, if Bill Belichick is able to come through with some masterful game plan? Yeah, because we know that the disguises, the blitz packages, how he runs that defensive scheme, and you know they're always going to be prepared. They always have a shot with who I believe is the best coach in the history of the NFL I just need to see more from that offense before I talk about the Patriots being a legit AFC contender. They're gonna be feisty because Bill Belichick will always have his teams prepared. And from a coaching standpoint, he can outcoach anybody out there, but the quarterback just has to play a little bit better and they need a little bit more offensive production from that offense.
1: Uh, Bucks travel to Germany to play Seattle. Seattle keeps getting it done. They've traveled more than anyone. Is Seattle legitimately a team some folks should worry about? I think so. Yeah. Come here. And
4: are the Bucks dead or alive? I watched that game on Sunday and that offense is lost right now, but thanks to the heroics of Tom Brady, who's able to go 60 yards in just a few seconds, they're able to extend their season for one more week. And I'm not sure if that's a victory that's going to rejuvenate that roster. I think that they miss having an offensive head coach in Bruce Arians. I think Todd Bowles is more of a defensive coordinator and I like Todd Bowles. I went to temple. He went to temple. I'm rooting for him to do well, but this is one of the best games of the weekend here because we're going to figure out if the Bucs are dead or not. And I think we're going to figure out if the Seahawks are actually legit, legit. There's a matchup in a couple of weeks, Thursday night football between the Niners and Seattle that could decide the NFC West champion and the 49ers before beating the Seahawks in week two had historically been atrocious against Seattle because Pete Carroll had been Kyle Shanahan's daddy. So that's going to be a huge matchup, but the formula right now for Seattle, let's give it to Geno Smith. Like, this guy was drafted in the second round out of West Virginia. He goes to a dismal franchise with the New York Jets and just wasn't that franchise guy. But he is set records for completion percentage. He leagues the NFL in completion percentage. He's not turning the football over. They seem to have hit on Kenneth Walker, who seems to be another really good back Um you know their secondary and their defense is really physical their defense which was the calling card during the legion of boom days was really really bad the last several years and everybody thought okay it's seattle they have a good defense but if you look at the numbers the last like three to five years they were bad but they've returned to that and pete carroll just has life inside that team and honestly i think a lot of it has to do with them moving off of russell wilson i think they got fatigued by him and his power in the locker room and now pete carroll looks like a genius so i think this seahawks are to be taken seriously um, because they're well coached they play really good defense they don't turn the football over and dk metcalf tyler lockett with kenneth walker really good offensive weapons there for gino
1: the bucks are favored by minus two and a half in munich um
4: if they win this game and can and can get this done look out really yeah, look out. Because, look, it's Tom Brady coming down the stretch, and they have players. They have dogs no. on both sides of the ball. I, I just think that the mojo has been missing for them, and they've suffered from, obviously, all those offensive line injuries. But some of the drop passes, like Tom Brady's actually playing pretty well. Uh, that Scotty Miller drop to to go ahead late in the game, just unacceptable in the back of the end zone. If they just clean up some of those like mistakes that's really cost them, uh, look out for the Bucs just because Tom Brady's the GOAT that might be the game too that just tied that that unit back together exactly Uh, go ahead and
1: yell at us tom we'll catch the ball now we know you're back in you divorced giselle let's go like that's why that may be what happened uh and that's a scary bunch because they still have a legit defense too so that's a team that's fucking pretty legit um who else is in here real quick before you get out of here who else is in here that's a threat um are the Ravens a threat? I know you think the Niners are if they get their shit together. Are, are the Bengals still in the mix if Chase comes back? Uh, are the Giants at six and two quietly still in the mix? Um, are the Chargers dead? Um, those are basically the you know 15, 16 teams that we've talked about today that are still in the mix uh, with the Titans also. But is there anybody in there that you like? Ah, maybe,
4: but but really just these top four or five teams. I like the Ravens a lot. I know you're not a huge Lamar Jackson guy, but like, I think he has taken strides every year that he's been in the league as a passer. Now, my issue with the Ravens, if they have to come back in a game, their offensive identity is completely different. And then late in the game, if Lamar Jackson is in an obvious passing down, can he succeed there? He hasn't yet proven that. Now, he's gotten better with the accuracy. He's gotten better. With this pocket feel, he still does some things that confuse me a little bit from a pure quarterback standpoint, but their defense is great. They have one of the best coaches in the NFL. Their offense is difficult to stop when they get momentum, and if they run the football well, Uh, if they get J.K. Dobbins back, that's another spark to that running game. And I just think in January football, the Ravens play this physical brand that bodes well for a playoff type of style. So I like them. I like the Cincinnati Bengals, as I said earlier, especially if they can start running the ball. Joe Mixon had, what, five touchdowns this past weekend. So if they get that ground game churning, they're difficult to stop when Chase comes back with Joe Burrow being the quarterback. Joe Cool, no moment is ever too big for him. So I don't worry about him in a big spot. So I like those two teams. And I think the New York Giants are phonies. I just don't think they have enough in the cupboard, especially... Offensively, Wide receiver core is depleted. And that on top of Daniel Jones just being about mediocre. I don't like the Giants long-term. Could they sneak into the playoffs? Yeah. And then for the Chargers, worst rush defense in the NFL. Going up against the Niners this week, who obviously with Kyle Shanahan really like to run the football. That's a big matchup for LA to see if they can rise up to the occasion. The Rams dead? Yeah, they're dead. They're bad. They're terrible.
1: Fuck. God yeah. damn it. They're bad. Uh, man, it's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate you coming in, man. Uh, like I said, uh, who are you taking tomorrow? Uh,
4: what's that game tomorrow again? Fuck, I don't even know. It's um, – <laughs> who is it? I, I, I forget. Not- I was in Florida over the weekend, so I was a little bit tapped out because my stepdad turned 80. Um, Damn. It's the uh, Falcons-Panthers, I think falcons panthers that oh what does anyone want to watch that game (laughs) what a terrible game
1: that will be a game that i don't think i'll do a live
4: on uh that's okay yeah you're right it's atlanta carolina oh my gosh um (laughs) let's go atlanta uh Arthur Smith has actually gotten the best out of that team. They do play physical. They run the football pretty well. Marcus Mariota isn't like a long-term franchise quarterback, but Arthur Smith has developed him. He's developed Ryan Tannehill. So give me Atlanta. I actually like how they play and they've been close in basically every single game this year. And the Panthers are just bad. Yeah, they're bad. I don't know if I can watch that game. There's some
1: interesting games this week, like Browns dolphins. I think that's a sleeper game for the dolphins. Uh, Jags, Chiefs, I think they can play the Chiefs either beat them by 70 or it's going to be a close one because the Jags seem to rise to the occasion against the good teams for some fucking crazy reason. Yeah. And then Colts Raiders, I don't think anyone cares about that. Everyone's going to watch it for the simple fact that Jeff Saturday's on the sideline, marching yeah. up and down the sideline. And at, at one point, chase packers cowboys used to be a big fucking game and now that game seems to have lost its luster with uh, the packers being as shitty as they are but that's probably a game that the packers would come out and win uh, yeah. because you know that would be one of those games cardinals rams really don't matter uh like you said Chargers uh niners uh, the commanders are playing well i won't see you until after this game the commanders are playing well with Heineke. I did come yeah. out on the show and say I thought he was going to win him a couple games. I, he had a shot to beat the Vikings and win, go to 3-0 and oh as a starter. Uh, can, they, can they
4: continue to take this recipe and play Eagles tough? Because they're playing pretty good the last three weeks. At some point, the Eagles are going to play a sloppy game. I don't think they're going to go undefeated. And at some point, that turnover differential, which is plus 15 for Philly right now, is going to buck and it's going to go the other way. So if Washington can force a couple of turnovers for Philly, they can sneak up on the Eagles, divisional opponent, a lot of familiarity. The Eagles are due for a down spot at some point, but this is what's so impressive about the Eagles. Like I talk about them dominating every team that they played this year, but also like, They haven't really had a bad game. And last week, I didn't think that they played well. They still scored 29 points and nearly covered a 13-and-a-half-point line. By the way, did you put 500 on the Texans straight up or to cover? Straight up. Oh, man. I thought you had that cover. And I was like, all right, JB actually got the dub. But
1: Nah, you know me, scare money don't make money, dog. You know,
4: I'm like, fuck them. Uh, The money is much more straight up. Yeah, and you can't pass up on some for show for some maybe. That's goddamn right, man. No <laughs> pussy is better than
1: no pussy. Exactly. Hey, man, I appreciate you, dog, as always, and good luck. Are you going to go live
4: tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I went live yesterday for Niners, going live tomorrow for Eagles, and then the next time I'm doing like a watch party for a game, Sunday Night Football for the Niners Chargers, Monday Night Football for uh, Eagles Commanders. And then I'll be back here next Wednesday.
1: Make sure you follow my main man, Chase, right here. Uh, Make sure you follow him, and I'll see you on the other side, brother. Appreciate you. All right, bro. Peace. Peace. Man, always does a great job. Uh, My main man right there. Make sure you follow him. I'm going to put his uh, information right here. Make sure you guys are following him, and uh, give him a follow and like. Make sure that you uh, also go check out his lives because he's off the chain in there and does some shoeys if you don't know what a shoey is that's the the motherfucker right there uh chase senior is the head of the chewy the shooey, uh committee right there so he runs the world uh much love to him bringing that knowledge man he's gonna be big time one day i'm gonna try to help his ass get there he deserves a big time uh platform and he's gonna get it appreciate everybody joining me man i gotta go see the the doc again today chiropractor. Sinuses are all fucked up. My neck's so fucked up. So I got to take a fucking journey for the day across California. Um, but I'm going to get out of here a little early. Uh, make sure you pound that like button, subscribe, become a member. Also, um, CoachJVStore.com. Go get you some merch. We got some good shit in there. And also make sure you become a member or or, or subscriber to our Patreon, which is in our located in our bios. And uh, make sure you go watch the first install of Last Chance Q, which aired last night, me and Sean Salisbury. Appreciate you guys joining me, man, as always, tomorrow, Thursday, Thursday. A couple special guests will be joining us, and we'll be here live tomorrow morning getting after it. Hey, man, it's a great day to have a great day, and uh, appreciate everybody, as always, coming in. Hit the like button, subscribe on your way out of here. Become a member, man. Appreciate you guys, as always. And, uh, hey, God forbid's... We'll see you tomorrow morning. Peace.